o'clock Back at home, came up out that uniform And threw on my new sweats New sweats, new sweats Uh, working hard Got two jobs, Friday night But thank you Lord, there's two checks There's two checks, two checks Yeah Game of spades, being the flight I'm talking ten straight books, you got damn right Now who's next? Just off my table. Who's next, who's next? Yeah. Huh? I don't dance a boogie Somebody tell a DJ, put on my song We grown and we want a two-step We want a two-step uh, that's, 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 that's the new flex Yeah, two-step to this What's up, everybody? Welcome to Worldwide Crypto. I'm your host, Dragon Rider, baby. And today we have another all-star roundtable, baby. Hey, everybody, hey, I, I, I love doing these. Uh, you get a lot, I get a lot of great input on a lot of different topics from a lot of different people. And I'm always bringing on different people and, and chatting and, and, and doing the do. And today uh, we will be talking about uh, crypto and how, how it can be applied and used in real world businesses. And I brought some people on that uh, they are either CEOs, CTOs, founders, co-founders, whatever the case may be. I got a lot of people coming on that is actually have, they actually have their, uh, their, their individual projects are acting as you know, or operating as uh, as real world businesses and conducting a lot of great business at that. Uh, so first up on the stream, we got uh, Tim Harris. Welcome to Builder Man. How you doing? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm doing great. How are you? All right, all right, man. So uh, we'll go ahead and uh, just introduce yourself real quick. Yep. And uh, I always like to, to have everybody just go through and be like, what was your very first crypto purchase? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, my very first crypto purchase was V Empire. Oh, yeah. that. that's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, not even that long ago. Um, I guess two and a half years back or something like that. Yeah. And uh, had a buddy of mine introduce it to me and um, <laughs> instructed me entirely wrong. I paid like a ton in gas fees uh, purchasing it over on MetaMask. Uh, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And I was trying to follow the chart on CoinGecko. So that was not the best first experience. Yeah. And uh, been learning ever since. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic, man. All right. So next up, we got uh, Big Daddy Josh, man. <laughs> what is up, man? Uh, so, go ahead. Hey, we know you are. We got Big Daddy Josh in the house. So what was your very first uh, crypto purchase? Doge. <laughs> Same boat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I made I, I made a little bit of money on it before it, you know, but b- before somebody went on SNL and called it a hustle, and I was live. <laughs> I look, I, I I had I had my Robin Hood open, and I was watching it, and as soon as I started seeing that thing tanking, I sold. I sold it like sixty three cents, I think it was. So I made a I made a pretty penny. <laughs> I, I got I think I got out about fifty five. Nice. But, and that that was just that was fighting with that was fighting with Robin Hood because everybody was trying to get in and out and yeah you know errors and whatnot yeah and you're just going no let me out let me out 
<laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So next up, we got awesome Austin. What's hey, up? Hey, what's man? going on, everyone? What was your very first crypto purchase? I, my very first it was it was ethereum man ethereum was really the first thing that you know um got us got me into a lot of it and i mean you know a lot of that was used into um even buying shib early on in the days right and uh and dogecoin obviously dogecoin was bought early on as well so yeah man uh, I'd, I would stick with eth man eth was sort of brought brought me into this whole thing so nice 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 pretty All pretty right, boring next... that's a pretty boring one dude so i'm sorry man <laughs> oh man so next up we got Cameron. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, good, man. How are you doing? All right, all right. Good man. to see everyone. So, what was your very first crypto purchase? Yeah, so so like Austin, mine was Ethereum, but uh, I mean nothing too special. Just you know, trading in and out, doing stuff like that. But um, I I did get into Doge as well. But I'm really jealous of your exit points. I, I saw it hit like 14 cents, and I was like, I'm out of here. I'm taking my money and I'm bouncing. And then you guys are holding till 60 cents. What? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, that was back when I was like, Oh, I'm holding on to dear life because I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My my, my cell oh. point was uh, my cell point was uh, I think it was 41, and then I think 36. So I, nice. I bought it early, you know, in the cents mark, and then you know held all the way, and then came back down and sold. So. Nice, nice. I really uh, thought it was going to hit a dollar before it. it no, I knew it was. I knew it wasn't going to like go to the moon, but I figured it was going to be a sell off at a dollar. And then I was watching SNL, and oh yeah, it's a hustle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up in the building, we got Chris from Vault Finance. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? How you doing, man? So, what was your very first crypto purchase? Uh, Bitcoin. It was Bitcoin at about, I, I think it was about $5,000, somewhere around there. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's amazing, man. I, I missed out on, on the boat, man. Uh, uh, I used to work for, for Tesla uh, a few years ago and um, back before, you know, they, they really expanded in that new, in the, the Fremont plant. And um, uh, it, it, the group, the guys that I was working with in the test lab, they uh, they were all like, hey, we're going to go in on Bitcoin. And I was like, man, that's fake money, man. I'm not buying into that. You're right. You're out of your mind. And this was when it, Bitcoin was like under $100. And it um, was like, yeah, we're all throwing $1,000 into it. Once you join in, I was like, nope, I'm going on vacation. And I still get calls from the guys every once in a while. They're like, hey, how's the broke life? <laughs> yeah. But it, hey, it's all fun, though, man. So yeah. um, next up in the building, we got Josh G. What's up, man? Hey, you guys. What's up? Hi. Sorry <laughs> about that. I'm getting multiple calls while you're talking to me. Hi. Oh, it's Sorry all good, that. man. It's all I'm good. So what, what was your very first crypto purchase? Uh, mine was actually the boring stuff. Uh, I, I've got like three of them uh, at the same time. So it was basically Bitcoin, Monero at the time, and obviously Ethereum. Gas those are the days, yeah. The boring points. Oh, well, you know, hey, I, I bet it was, I bet it was exciting watching that, uh, watching it rise up. <laughs> it was, it was, it was exciting. I mean, it was three cycles ago, right? So it was really exciting watching it go up, but also pretty exciting to watch it go down. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, all right, so we're gonna kind of get go ahead and get into it. So, um, like I say, the topic of tonight is uh, talking about um, uh, crypto and applying it to actual businesses 
working in the real world, you know, uh, uh, we have a lot of projects that are, you know, up and coming. We have tons of tokens launching all the time that have no real world utility. And, you know, of course, you know, we're going to see 95% of those uh, fall to the wayside eventually. And, you know, the ones that are actually running businesses uh, or running their project as a business, you know, because technically they're all startups. And, um, you know, when you're conducting business and being, you know, with compliance coming and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, how are, let's see, who the first question be? So what would, what is one way to get, um, to get your business uh, operating, just starting out, you want to launch a token. What, what is one way to, to, to get your business started running as a business? Anybody? I would say uh, you got to be making sure that you're solving the right problem, right? Um, that you're finding a solution to something that people need to uh, to have a solution for, right? Um, having someone say, oh, that's a, that's a cool idea, you know, that only counts so much. Uh, will they be willing to send you five bucks or 50 bucks or 150 bucks, you know, for that solution, that's when you have a business. So I think, uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting uh, that this bull run has, uh, has tested a lot of theories, uh, marketing theories and stuff like that. I think that we learned a lot. Some, some things have changed, but ultimately the fundamentals have stayed the same. You have to solve a real problem. I definitely agree. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of just stuff that comes out. It's just like, hey, we wanted your money and we're going to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's we see it time and time again that they're constantly failing and failing and failing. And it's like there's 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 not a whole lot of uh, there's not a whole lot of, of innovation and uh, things that, that people are doing and trying to apply to actually change the, the space for the better or, you know, like I say, just grow as a business. Um, you know, uh, so how would any one of you, I mean, just starting out, you have this great idea. How did you come about to, to say, you know what, we're going to operate this as a legit business. I want to get this started. So, you know, was it, seed sales, private sales, or did you have private investors first and then said, Hey, this is my idea. I'm going to, uh, we're going to run this as an actual business. Like how, how is that actually starting? I can try and answer that. Actually, if you're, you're doing it after your seed sale, that's pretty dangerous. That's you reach to a point where you've told a bunch of people you're going to do something and you'll figure it out after the seed sale. That's, that's, that's pretty insane. But for, for me personally, when we when we started, uh, we we started with what what I like to call building our little MVC, so minimal viable community. So like Cameron said, we're trying to solve a problem. We have an idea, a great idea. We approach a few people and say like, hey, what do you guys think about this idea? And obviously, once it started gaining traction, then we start to see like how much does it cost to sort of start it up, and what kind of money do we need, and and the MVC, so the community help us to build it up together. How about Chris? Uh, <laughs> what? So how how would you how, how did you get uh, come across? You know when you started Vault, um, how did you get started? Well, uh, you know I, I knew we were going to operate it as as a business. Um, you know structurally that's just default the way I, I feel that it should be run. So uh, for me it started with the business plan. You know if you don't if you don't uh, if you don't make a plan then they say you plan to fail, right? So. Um, that was kind of the first the first start. From there, you start developing uh, 
kind of a condensed version of that plan. And that's what your that's essentially what your white paper is. So once we had all of that, um, we wanted to just uh, tap people on the shoulder. We didn't want to open it up and let everybody in at first. We wanted to have a private sale, but we tapped people on the shoulder of, of who to bring in that room and just kind of show uh, that white paper too and what our plan was. And, and, you know, from there we cleaned up the room and opened it up to the public after that. But, you know, the private seed people, we kept them private and we made sure that uh, we had things already established and our ducks in a row uh, because when you're dealing with any sort of investors, uh, whether they're in the crypto space or not, um, they're going to, there's no tangible results yet. So they have to judge you by what's on paper and by what comes out of your mouth. So, you know, we had to make sure we put our best foot forward. Yes, absolutely. I definitely believe that. How about, uh, Tim, Josh, uh, uh, I, Daddy? <laughs> I came in. I, I came in after, way after the fact, actually. So I wasn't there when everything came up um, before we sort of restructured and had some, we had some people leave and some things change and whatnot. Before all that, uh, essentially the, the uh, CFO had got a hold of me because he found out I could code. And he said, we need to dev really bad. We went to high school together. I've known the guy 20 plus years. And he said, you know, Hey, we're building a game. And I went, stop. You, you had me at game. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so that, that was kind of how I came in. I know someone had, they, they got together, they had an idea. They said, Hey, we get this idea for a kick-ass game. We think people will do it. Let's make the characters NFT based. So that way the NFTs have utility. They're not just really pretty pictures that people are, you know, <laughs> can copy and paste and, Yes. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, that was that was us. You know, they had an idea for a game way before I got there. Then when they pitched me, they they told me game. I said I'm in. Then they told me the type of game. You know, where it's a MMORPG, and I'm like I I'm really in. So you know, and I I vetted them too. I also it's like I know this guy, but I kind of want to make sure you know I'm not wasting my time and yeah. everything. So you know, checked them out. Said yeah, I think this is this is something that we can make work. Is Y'all said, you know, it solves a problem and that, you know, it's kind of a newer concept in gaming. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I own, I own quite a few myself. <laughs> so just saying, just throwing it out there. But anyway, <laughs> we said, uh, we got uh, Toro that's uh, entered the building. What's up, man? How's it going, everybody? All right. All right. So uh, kind of went through introductions already. What was your very, very first uh, crypto purchase? My first purchase was Bitcoin, but I initially traded my bitcoin this was 2012 or early 2013 at that point and i traded it for doge of course because i thought that if doge can just get to a dollar i never have to worry about anything for the rest of my life so you know <laughs> i had to hold on that thing for about 10 years well 12 years before i started seeing a turnaround nearly so you know yes. definitely diamond handed that but yeah bitcoin was my first choice my first purchase because it was the only thing at that time that that was accessible for me all right all right that's what i'm talking about so um all right so uh question number two uh so you know with with a lot of these uh like just to start up businesses and stuff like that um we got a lot of people that are inexperienced in in conducting business itself um you know we, we, everybody has a great idea but 
you know, implementing that idea properly uh, is is has I've seen has been a challenge to a lot of people that don't know. So, I mean, uh, how much experience should you have, um, you know, in just opinion, how much uh, business experience should you have when you are start, you know, trying to get your startup going? Oh, can I take that one? Um, <clears throat> so I have a background prior working for a year at, uh, one of the larger launch pads. And I, I think the biggest made mistake from my point of view is that teams don't realize that any startup in crypto re requires all the elements. You need someone that's good at marketing. You need someone that's good at sales. You need someone that's good at tech, but also someone who can translate that knowledge back into all the other factors. And uh, I would say I, ideally you'd have like four or five key roles that need to be fulfilled and perhaps 80 to 90% of project definitely is missing at least one of them, sometimes two or three. Um, I, I think that would be my biggest advice is like, if you don't have someone in-house to do it, lean out to your friends. Uh, I mean, especially in the last two years, the run of projects launching um, the, the great thing about bear is okay. We, 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 we all kind of paid a price here, but a lot of projects, uh, either failed or weren't exactly what people hoped for. So learn from experience in your peers and, and there, there's a great deal to learn. There. Yeah. I would say too, that, that, that marketing part, I feel like is probably the big, cause you, you get a lot of text tech, you know, geeks together who can write code and they can put something out there. But then when you get you get into spaces like this, you get a Twitter spaces, whatnot, and you're trying to shill and the sales pitch is, trust me, bro, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, like he said, you know, you need you need different key roles, you know, experience level, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know, be competent, what, you know, whatever competent looks like, but yeah, competent in those roles. But yeah, I think, I think marketing is where a lot of people, you, what trips them up because they don't, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't even know what they don't know. And then you get these spaces and some of these spaces will just eat you alive. Yes. And there could be some gatekeeping that drives me nuts in some of these spaces. You know, if you haven't been doing this for stay. Now, nah, come on, let's, let's bring it. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's be a little bit more, you know, uh, is, let's be a community here, but yeah, the marketing I think is where everybody great idea doesn't mean anything if you can't articulate it to people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know for a fact I've advised several, uh, projects running. I won't name any names in the last weeks and, and, and it, it's simple stuff. Like, have you thought about a website name that is easy to reach? It doesn't have to be a .com. Obviously that's, that's desirable, but .io is perfectly fine for crypto projects, for example, .net or whatever. Um, so I get solutions from a tech perspective, which are perfect, right? Which I would, if I could use, I, I'd use them all the time, but they have an URL this big. And then it's somewhere like, uh, you have to click through five different buttons. They did no SEO and that's going to fade because the solution is, is perhaps hot for three to six months and would have been great to catch on and then go into integrate into something else and then have dev time. Um, but yeah, like you said, marketing is very often forgotten or 
one assumes that just by using one or two big names in this space, everything's going to be stardust. And um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you what, you hit the nail on the head right there. So uh, I was talking, uh, I had a project reach out to me. And of course, they didn't want to use me because my numbers didn't match what they what they was desiring. Right. So uh, they decided to hire some a couple of people that were, I guess, famous in the music industry or whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, these and these people had no crypto background. They had no type of crypto following. They didn't even know what an NFT was. And but they had they got a couple million subscribers or followers and stuff like that. And I tried to explain to them that, you know, follower count does not equate to uh, investors. No. You know, it, it's it, you know, for one, you got to have a following Two, you you have to have uh, whatever your product that you're trying to sell needs to uh, needs to meet the 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 people that you're trying to uh, that you're trying to sell this to. So if you, if you're hiring a bunch of people that's popular with uh, 12 and 13 year olds, uh, how many 12 and 13 year olds do you know that have wallets that are buying <laughs> actively buying either NFTs or crypto? Yeah. Yeah. Not very many. So something I want to add to your question, um, right? How how much experience do you need to 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 bring something to light to have a startup? And with crypto, it's a little bit different. You know, if you're if you're going and doing a lawn care, landscaping or whatever, you can get in there. You're not taking a lot of people's money. Right. With crypto, people are, you know, they're putting money into what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you're responsible for that. And so I think I think it's important to have a few things down. I like I loved everything that has been said. I mean, you need a competent team. You need advisors, marketers, devs. Um, you know, but you, you need people to uh, that, that have that ability to grind um, and, and put it in because it's a lot of work. It's a lot. It's a lot of grind um, and can deliver. Right. Because it's hard to get a product, a business, anything uh, through and be successful. You have to have that. You have to really have a have a leadership that understands the value of a dollar and how to stretch a dollar, because I think that that's a big, oh, yeah. big part of it as well. So if you have that and you can network and you have the, the idea and you got good backing, then I would say go for it. If not, fill, fill those gaps because it's important. I would say too, tr like transparency and honesty, because especially in the crypto community, once you, once you lose your reputation, unless you've just got just a bunch of homers for followers, which some, there's some projects that do, they can, you know, they can have breach after breach and you know but for the most part you know if you mess up and you're, you're not and you try to be shady about it yeah people aren't going to give you their money it, you know doesn't matter how what your intentions are absolutely just just real quick i did did he cut out right there or is that just me uh, oh i'm oh, muted my mic hey look so uh -oh. <laughs> Oh man, I'm doing. I got all kinds of excited, did all kinds of stuff. So I muted my mic for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, we heard Big thank you, big thank you to Austin for the hundred bomb. Really appreciate that. Big, hey, big shout out, big, big uh, appreciation to Destination DeFi. What's up, Darren? Man, what it move, baby? How you doing with the ten bomb, man? I really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, this will be going into uh, the links account for uh, bills. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I had to, uh, just just throw that in there real quick. So <laughs> anything that, that anyone wanted to add to um, uh, to what was just said? 
Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll throw my two cents in there. I, I think uh, all all you guys make really good points. Um, you know, for for me, it's uh, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room for for one, and there's no way that you're going to be the one guy that knows everything. So it it really, right. you know, it's um you you want to be competent enough or at least uh, aware enough of where your shortcomings are, where your strengths are, and where your weaknesses are because you're going to need to not just understand in this space what you need, you know, the tools you need on your tool belt, but you need to know which tools you actually have and possess and be able to see that in other people as well, too, what tools they have. So, uh, you know, marketing marketing is a, a really important one. Leadership's an important one. Um, I think this space has quite a few people who have great ideas, but uh, it's very difficult to turn those into tangible results. And, and marketing is really a big killer because it's expensive and if you have a business background, it helps you because you understand you understand how you need to get a return on your investment and things like that. Versus in this space, there's oh, as soon as you, as soon as a project collects money, you are instantly bombarded with hundreds of people that are trying to separate you from it, and uh, you have you know you have to make the right choices. So. You know, it's it's a multi. I think what gets a lot of these projects in in trouble is uh, they don't understand um, just how much of a multi-dimensional thing this is. You have to understand business, finance, tech, uh, marketing, all of those types of things, and and that's 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 a that's a tough thing. To, that's a tough thing to find, as well as HR, understanding who you should hire and who would be a good hire. Uh, you know, and and understanding that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think just Absolutely. to I think just to add to Chris's point, it's like one thing that people forget a lot is you need to understand also the law, <laughs> especially us being in crypto and us, you know, handling quite about uh, quite big sums of money. I think that having a legal advisor or having lawyers on your side uh, helps pretty much. I mean, I've seen projects, right? Like we're in gaming and we also have like a casino license. So like it's very interesting for me when I see other lottery or casino projects just, launching their token and not realizing what they're doing is entirely illegal. Like you can't launch a, a casino without a casino license. Like it's, it's amazing. And even, and you know, there's certain things like that's, that's very great in terms of what certain projects does. I mean, right now when you're still growing, you go under the radar or SEC or whatever regulatory body that you're under. But you know, if your plan is to grow big, might as well start with the great foundations, which is like do everything pretty much um, according to the law. Yeah. You know, and it's not just dealing with the government, but, uh, you know, doing business with each other as, as different uh, entities that aren't just, you know, crypto businesses, but you're also, uh, you know, uh, have services for crypto businesses and stuff. I've seen projects uh, sign contracts that they did not run by a legal representation, and they sign contracts that they should not have signed. And they are being nailed to the wall uh, with what they signed because they didn't they didn't look at the fine details. So, you know, that's a really important point because, uh, you know, some, putting your name to something can can make or break your business as well, too. Yes, right. absolutely. Especially especially when, you, you know, you know, when when, you know, people, you know, when we talk about do your own research, we're not just talking about uh, researching in, uh, an investment. We are talking about researching your businesses, be researching your business partners, researching your, uh, you know, you, the demographic that you're, 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 you're trying to reach, you know, every aspect of do, do your own research 
it, it expands so much further than people realize and not enough people are continuing to do that especially a lot of these uh these these devs and stuff like that they're constantly hiring people just like off of fiverr or off of this and that and just don't even know who they're hiring they just somebody said hey i can write code and then next thing you know uh you know this 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 dev or this uh this uh, uh coder or whatever you know was was a part of you know a bunch of different rug pulls you know what i'm saying you don't even know this because you didn't do your research on who you're dealing with you know you right. just you wanted a contract somebody wrote a contract and next thing you know your project is getting dragged through the mud with this same person you know we're, we're and it's we're seeing that time and time again even now you know what i'm saying uh, or you know uh, and on another side of the spectrum you know when you said you know dealing with the law and stuff like that toro was just talking about this in the space the other day there are so many projects that are pulling you know pulling away from uh, uh staking and stuff like that because it, it's you know the way people are going about stuff is it's not legal toro you want to hop in on that one man? it's not legal at all um i really are strongly encourage anybody that's really want to jump in this space if you don't have the credibility or the knowledge to actually even read a smart contract leave it to the professionals don't hire some guy randomly you don't know what you're doing and you're not only putting yourself at risk but everybody that believes in you and we've been seeing it time and time again over and over and it hasn't gotten any better and when it looks at the compliance look at gare bear gary Gensler, yeah he got cooked yesterday but guess what he's still leading the charge on the dirty war against crypto so if, if any form or fashion if you're offering to at least the western market which is quote unquote americans if you're offering staking gambling any form of like uh of, of anything similar to a centralized banking system or want to challenge that system you're in for a big surprise unless you have some type of correlations already have some communication and i've already registered yourself as so where either a commodity commission or the sec is up to you where you feel that you line and be but the, for me personally i feel like we stay on the fence we're not trying to commit to anything we're very versatile we even went to another level to create our own protocol that was within compliance I, I heard somebody earlier say they got legal advice we retained a lawyer ourselves and we actually custom built our project within the standing laws because we're thinking long term and i think that shows a commitment to the community and more transparency and more confidence and conviction and what you're doing so i would stay right there on that note of like learn the laws do do you fit the criteria of the howie test do you know what the howie test is and work from there because how it's looking right now even coinbase is packing up their bags so think about that yeah yeah it's it's, it's yeah, but one, one thing we gotta one thing we gotta be made clear here too is i mean you know the u.s is just one piece to the puzzle of what crypto is i mean there's a whole world out there there's a whole globe i mean ripple said it best i mean you know hey if we're security and that's fine. We, we move up, we pack our bags and we go seek somewhere else. And I mean, there's countries out there that will accept for what it is. I mean, they're not going to dictate whether what's a security or commodity. They don't care because cryptocurrency, you know, we, we a lot of us here know that blockchain technology, cryptocurrency is probably the future of what we got going on here, whether that's finance, decentralization, whatever it might be. And so, again, I mean, you guys heard everything that was happening in that in that hearing yesterday. 
I mean, you know, uh, again, I think the SEC is, is definitely knocking on the door for for kicking a lot of uh, great projects and uh, great, uh, you know, look at look at Coinbase. I mean, Kraken, you know, Paxos. We go down the list of all these companies that are here supporting crypto, trying to do right, but yet their focus is somewhere else. And I, I you know, what? again, I, I think we all have our different opinions on this, but there's a whole world out there. It's not just here in the United States. And so, um, you know, a lot of lot like like MMAI, right? We're out of South Korea. So yeah, that's great. You know, you can label securities as security, but if you're operating out of a different country that doesn't doesn't dictate whether you're a security or commodity, you you still move on. You still move on and you can still do the things that you want to do. You know, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, the United States is a huge part of crypto, it's a huge part of the of the market cap, but it's not all. And uh, China just came out and said that, you know, here in June they're gonna be knocking on the door again, you know, with Hong Kong. And we already know how big that market is. Um, you know, Russia again coming out again now knocking on the door again opening up crypto again i mean a huge market so yeah i don't know i, I think uh, i think uh you know the united states i think they might change their tune on a lot of things that's just my personal opinion especially after yesterday's hearing yes absolutely. yeah i i, I want to say something quick. too oh go ahead, go ahead. Go, I, I was just gonna say uh just on the point of this you know uh it, it it takes a community right um it might be the right move for some people uh, you know, if, if Coinbase packs up and they have to do something different, understandable. And this is a global market. Um, one thing that uh, that we're doing is we're going straight into it, right? We're we're uh, we're in talks with the SEC. We're um, trying to make Para uh, a security and and you know blaze that that path as the first you know DeFi to traditional market type of. A path and set these rules up, and I think it's important. I mean, it's it's hard, right? Uh, we we have no idea really what we're in store for, um, but it is important to try and figure out some of this too. And yeah, we're that that's the path that that we're on. But um, yeah, I mean, it's I think it'll pay off in the end, and eventually someone's going to come up with the answers. They'll they'll create a pathway for us, right? It's just yeah, what it looks like we don't know yet. Yeah, that's one of the biggest problems that Coinbase has is that there's there's no clarity in what's legal and what's not legal you know they, they they're just kind of making things up as they go you know and and then you know when when they get you know when you get doubled down and questioned about it it's like they it's obvious that they have no idea what they're talking about and they're still in the midst of of figuring it out themselves so um yeah i mean just that is definitely uh you know keeping up with this these cases uh and and keeping up with like especially legal representation um even even if you know they're still um <laughs> uh, you know it, it you're it's better safe than safe than sorry especially if you want to be around and and do the right thing for your investors for your business for your you know whoever you know anybody that's involved with with uh, uh what you have going on uh you want to make sure that you're, you're you're constantly in the loop and trying to do the right thing and trying to be transparent with that well well you're right because I wanna, they don't I, Oh, sorry, Tori. Yeah, I just, I, I just, just want to say. Go ahead. Sorry, I, just real quick, and then sorry, and um, because you're you're right. I mean, they're trying to figure things out as they go, right? So I think um, Toro had it. I mean, hit hit the nail right on the head. You have to understand these things because if you hold yourself and your your business to the highest standard and say, okay, if we are a security and we're treating it like a security, and all the record keeping and finances and everything you know is done as it would be a security then at least you're showing that you're acting in good faith um, while everything is getting sorted. But, you know, I, I, last last thing I want to say on this is uh, it is in the SEC and FINRA and every it's in everyone's best interest to open up this this market. Trust me, they're going to make a but they're going to make a ton of money. They want it. Right. They just yeah. need 
trailblazers to make it happen. Um, but go ahead, Toros. Thanks. Yeah, I just want to chime in also in regards, whether you're based in the United States or not, if you give exposure to Americans, that's where you cross the line. If you're not within compliance and you're not within their guidelines. I like that somebody said that they're in communications and they're trying to do that. But perfect example is Justin Sun, right? Justin Sun's not American. His companies are not American. But guess what? He has to show up to court in America. TikTok. TikTok's not an American-based company. They still had to answer. Once you give exposure to the Western market, you have to be compliant. And I feel that people are failing to realize that when Coinbase packs their bags, there's still retroactive laws that can hit them, but they have the money to pay the fees. Kraken peeled off an easy 30 million and just said, no more staking. We'll take our business elsewhere. Americans can, can still buy, but they we won't, we won't operate like a bank anymore. People have to understand that oh, this is a shakedown just like the cannabis industry. Yeah, they want to open up the floodgates because they know the ton of money and potential in it, but they want to also control it at the same time. They want to have some type of chokehold. So for, for those that pack it, you'll make it through. But for, for example, a bunch of kids from Miami, inner city youth that just built together a startup, we had to play this way. We had to be compliant. We had to stay on the bench, on the fence, hoping to get some clear guidelines because we're already exposing ourselves to the Western market. Well, that, that sort of goes into what I was saying. I mean, you know, yeah, you could pack your bags up and leave here and, you know, staking and gambling and all that stuff outside of the United States is just fine. I mean, you can continue your project outside the state. I mean, you see a lot of people leaving for Dubai. I know that sounds scammy to some people, but, you know, people are, are looking out for the best interest of their projects, best interest for their their tax purposes, whatever it might be. I mean, they're playing the yeah. game backward. I mean, you know, you got to play the game too. And, uh, and, um, so, so yeah, like I said, I mean, I know the United States is a big market, but you know, if if you are in those things and you are providing stake and doing that, you there's a whole globe out there, and there's people out there that are entering the market that will will you know bring you on board to for that staking and and so I don't know, that's just my two cents. Like, I mean, the United States is going to get left behind if they don't if they don't actually you know take this more serious than than what they are. I mean, I think they're taking it serious, but I just think that they're lacking clarity, right? When you have a when you have the Brian Armstrong literally saying, "Hey, I." I've tried to meet with Gary Gensler over 36 times, reached out to him multiple times over the over the course since 2021, um, asking for clarity, asking for clear rule writing, asking for these things, and and then and then all of a sudden he gets a Wells notice of like you're you're now selling securities. I mean, what kind of crap is that? You know what I mean? You have a person out here who's trying to be try to do right by the community, try to do right by crypto. And then he gets, you know, he's almost gets the shaft in a way of getting that Wells done. I mean, that's a slap in the face. And uh, you know, it, it just really sucks. But you know, after, like I said, yesterday's hearing was probably one of the better ones that we've seen in quite some time. And hopefully there's some accountability coming out of it and we get a little bit better uh, clear rule writing or maybe maybe some just some guidelines or directives on, you know, what what the expectations would be. I mean, just something like that would would help turn around a lot of what we got going on or at least hold some projects accountable for what they should and shouldn't do. Because um, right now, you know, it still is pretty crazy out there. I mean, you're still seeing projects launch every single day, um, you know, and uh, really not give a shit what happens and not really care, uh, you know, if people lose their their life earnings. And again, I, yeah. I don't think that we should be relying on the government. I know the government wants to uh, come out and that's what hold, you know, a lot of us are probably decentralized maxis. I mean, we believe in decentralization. We don't believe in centralization, you know, and if you believe in decentralization, then you don't need an SEC to overlook your you know, what, what you decide to do. Again, that's that's the government taking upon themselves to say, hey, we're here to protect you. And it's like, well, we don't really want your protection. So, you know, that's where decentralized, that's the battle, right? And um, a lot of people that are in decentralization don't want don't want the SEC in here. But, you know, that's the game that we play. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, 
but there's a whole world out there. I mean, the, the United States plays a small part, and I'll, I'll keep saying that until I'm probably blue in the face. But, um, you know, after sort of seeing being in crypto, we see what's coming. Um, and if the United States is going to go one way, you, you know that a lot of the people in the world are going to go the other way, like China and Russia and all them entering into it. And you know, we're still a part of it. We're still connected through the decentralization of it all. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, big shout out to Josh for the uh I don't even know what that is. My what what is what is that uh <laughs> is that what what currency is that? It's I'm in Malaysia right now, so it's Malaysian ringgit, that's what they call it. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. It's, hey, I'm international, it's, baby. It's, hey. it's, it's worth it's worth sixty cents. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm teasing. He sent you about 135 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm teasing him. That's amazing, man. Very, very appreciated. Very appreciated. So, uh, so with with you know, you know, just to add on to what you know, or another question that's adding on to to in the direction that the conversation is going. So, um, you know, we kind of spoke on a, a few points of of you know what people should have already did when they you know started their crypto projects and this and that so uh, for the ones that aren't in compliance that aren't in 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 the in the realm of uh doing what they're supposed to be doing properly how can they get into um getting the right you know getting under the right legal structure getting under the right thing like what what are some of the things you guys are doing that that should that some people should be uh doing especially if their their crypto project is is legit I mean, I, I could start off. I mean, you know, one of the big things is, I mean, you know, even even right now with exchanges, I mean, exchanges are starting to push back too, you know, with, uh, you know, having some legal documents stating whether you're a security or not. I mean, you know, you have the decision to whether, like, like Cameron said, I mean, they're, they're saying we're going down the path of being a security. So we're going to prove out that we're a security. Well, you know, you can go get, you know, legal documents out there saying that you're a commodity and here's the reason why you're a commodity. And again, you know, that that just goes back to the fair notice of like what Ripple is going through right now. I mean, determining what you are. And, and then if you determine what you are, you got to you know sort of prove out what you are based off everything else. But I mean, we're already seeing it now. I mean, that's your first step. You know, what what are you trying to do? And then what are you trying to be? And then and then get some legal representation um, to, to actually prove out what you want to be. Because I mean, like Bitmart, all these exchanges are coming out and asking for, you know, you determine what determine whether you're a security or not. Um, and, uh, you know, if you if technically if you're a security, you know, the chance of getting listed on BitMart is pretty small because they don't want to actually be trading a security, right? I mean, so, you know, that's a lot of what these exchanges are going to start doing here. And so, uh, you know, that's that's not a cheap thing to do. So, I mean, that's your first step if you're going to be launching a project is to seek legal. Um, that should be a lot of where your focus is to begin with and uh, determine really what you're trying to do. And I mean, uh, that's just my two cents with, with what you do if you started a, a, a token project today. I, I would want to echo what Toro said. Uh, earlier, you know, um, the Howie test, right? You, I mean, get familiar with those questions. Um, where do you fall? You know, uh, and, and that's really what Austin was saying as well. You know, you got to define yourself and get get someone in there that, that knows. Um, I, you know, I, I do think there's a lot to, to, to be said about acting in good faith. Um, this this is just a big field of gray, right? And and we have seen some stuff. So like on the on the staking with Kraken and and on and all that, the SEC statement um, was specifically with uh, you know taking money, uh, not not having to say we you know we will give you this return. Um, audacious claims uh, as far as the returns go. Um, 
they would take money in and invest it on behalf of other people as if it was a mutual fund. So, I mean, if you're doing any of that stuff, that they're going to, you're putting a target on your back, right? So just really monitor how you're acting, uh, what you're acting in, you know, in acting good faith, proper accounting and, and everything like that. And, uh, and then, yeah, I would I agree. Austin, you're totally right. You got to get some legal, you got to get, you know, you got to get ahead of it, right. Rather than just reacting to uh, a letter or, or something from the sec. And, that, and that's a tough, that's a tough part. I mean, cause when you really start to like die, if like you really, and a lot of us probably have dissected the Howie test and like a really what it is. I mean, obviously just reviewing ripple and what they got going on. It's really hard to fall outside that. I mean, you know, most tokens that are launching today, they go out and they seek funds and people are buying those funds in hopes that they make a profit off of it. Like that's the first, that's like one of the first things out of that whole test. And so it's like, you know, if that's what you're offering, it's hard as a token to sit there and say that you're not a commodity, that you're not a secure, that you are, you, you technically are a security. I mean, in all reality, and that's a hard thing to do here. And I mean, you know, even for them to come back and say that proof of stake might potentially be a security. And I know that, you know, Gary still will not announce it being a security, but I mean, is proof of stake really a security? Are people staking away their tokens in hopes that they're going to actually get gains? I mean, it, it's a tough question. It's a tough thing. And I mean, I think that, um, you know, again, applying a 1940s law to what today is, is, is a tough thing. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing. I, I think a lot of the tokens that launched today, and no offense to anyone out there that has a token, I mean, you know, you probably are a security. I mean, you, you probably are. And I mean, Cameron, you know, I know you're going for it, but I mean, most of these tokens that launch in a pre-sale or anything like that are, are most likely security would fall under securities law. That's just my personal opinion. I don't, you guys can hash it out there on what you think, but it, that's, a, it's going to be a fine line, man. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. A thousand percent. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's whether you're, you tokens or, or NFTs, cause they, they are coming after NFT projects. as Everybody. Well. <laughs> you are yeah. not safe, you know, and especially, you know, uh, so, you know, with, with the whole, I'm wondering how, how, see how I'm going to say this, uh, you know, with the, with the whole launch of the, the, the fed now thing, um, how that is going to really impact uh how i mean what are your opinion how how would that impact uh the crypto space because i mean there's a <laughs> i don't like it but you know <laughs> uh, how would that affect you know any one of your businesses i mean per i i honestly i mean i see I, that's where you know my, my background is obviously compliance right I, I spent a lot of my years in regulate you know re as a regulator myself and so you know, when I look at when I look at the Fed now thing, I know some people are sort of against what the Fed now is doing. Uh, you know, it's obviously it's it's with with currency fiat things like that. It's not really in, uh, pertaining to crypto. Obviously, it can lead to the CBDC side of things. But I'm actually for what they're trying to do with with the Fed now thing. I mean, you know, as a business owner, even if you are a mom and pop shop on on you know the corner, uh, you know, trying to do you know, I owned a business for for quite some time, and you know, a lot of it was. Uh, a cash handlings and things like that. And to, to, if you're working on the weekends and you work a lot of weekends, if you have a small business, you know, having access to funds and doing things like that, or, and, and continue to run your business on a weekend is, is a tough thing to do. Sometimes, you know, you got to cash checks, you got to do certain things. And I, I think the fed now service actually might be beneficial for a lot of people that are still not even, not didn't even like, don't even know anything about crypto. You know what I mean? And so I get that some people are against it because it's a, it's like really centralized in a lot of things. But um, from a fiat standpoint, I think it's the right move. I mean, you know, cryptocurrency is 
you know, unfortunately, the, the traditional banking system is not 24-7. And we saw that big issue with the Paxos, BUSD, and, and Binance thing, right? I mean, would we be dealing with the Binance Paxos thing today if we actually had a FedNow system in place? You know what I mean? I, the answer would probably be no, because, again, we wouldn't have that that depegging and that issue with, uh, with Binance and BUSD because they would have been able to have access to make those transactions through the ISOs. And... Um, if anything, I think this could actually be beneficial for, for someone like Paxos, USDC, Tether, which are obviously one of the largest, uh, you know, stable coins are the largest things out there. Um, but again, this is just my opinion. I, I think it's it could be more beneficial for, for what we have in store, but, you know, to each our own. I think for people and businesses, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be beneficial. I mean, I live in Singapore right now, and we've got something similar to FedNow, which is called PayNow. Uh, which is totally centralized and powered by the government. And it's really helped us go in cashless like for the last five or six years. It's been like, you know, it's been in Singapore for the last five or six years. And it's, you can run your mom and pop shop without even having cashier. Uh, so, I mean, there's certain issues that you can prevent, like like theft, for example, which was, I think, for uh, small businesses, it was uh, really rampant uh, anywhere in the world. I think one thing that it really helped in Singapore is, is basically the, the adoption of digital currencies, whether it's crypto or, or fiat. And I think in, in general, it's going to really help uh, the country. I mean, that's my point of view, uh, based on our experience adopting something similar. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so you've actually, so you've actually experienced sort of what we're, what we're about to undertake here and, and you, you're yeah. actually, so you, so you, you are fond of that being a service. Yeah. I mean, we, and we had the same issues when launching, like, it's like now suddenly everybody's going to know, oh, the government basically it's going to know every single transaction that we're going to make because like, so we make payments, like even if it's just 10 cents, we're using pay now. So we don't even have like, nobody goes out with cash at all, whether it's coins or, or, or dollar, you know, it's uh, barely in, in, in Singapore at all. It's, it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's really rare to see someone with cash. Um, so it's, yeah, there are some issues and yes, it becomes centralized, but I think, uh, there's pros and cons and I think you gain more benefits than uh, I mean if you if you don't I know out of principle you don't want the government to know too much about what you're doing but if you're not doing anything wrong what's what's the harm right but that's another debate <laughs> altogether so I don't want to really Good get point. into that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it depends on who's running the government I mean you can weaponize that I mean yes, you yes, know. it's not a totally agree a, a good rule of thumb: if the uh, if if the government's happy about it, it's probably in their best interest, not in ours. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's interesting because Austin, you were talking about uh, you know kind of DeFi maxis and stuff like that, which I, I think we we might kind of fall there. But um, listen, they had instant cash settlement for a long time. It's it, it's it's cash, right? So instant settlement right there, uh, cash. I. I personally think that the Fed now, uh, this is a necessary step for issuing in uh, a centralized uh, bank digital currency. Um, I, I hate the, the CBDC idea. Uh, Fed now, if that was the only thing that it was doing, you know, fast payments and all of that, um, hey, you know, I don't, who's going to complain about speed and fast and efficiency? Um, but this is a necessary first step for issuing in a CBDC as far as I see it. Um, and, and also, uh, it's a big step towards a cashless society. So, you know, there's convenience. And I, and I agree. And Josh, I'm not like, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's a lot of people don't use cash, and I'm sure that, that would be good. But this is this is a stepping stone. And, and I, I'm not one to dismiss the slippery slope. Um, you know, I, I think that 
I think that we're probably headed in, in a not very good direction, long-term, short-term, Fed now by itself is probably not an issue. But keep cash. We got to keep the cash. It'll be interesting to sort of see um, how this pay- plays out. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, some of these large, larger, you know, look, look at PayPal, man, Venmo, Cash App. They're going to struggle, man. And now you're going straight to a treasury. You're going straight to the Department of Treasury to make your transactions through an ISO. I don't, I don't know how that's going to react to or with or with them. I mean, I, what is it going to do for them? Is it going to make them stronger? Are people going to be more apt to use PayPal and those things to sort of try to keep it out of uh, the treasury? It'll, I don't know. This will be an interesting step, and it'll be fun to watch, to be honest. Yeah, like I said, I, I think a lot of good points were made. You know, and, and one of the, like I said, one of the main problems that I have with it is who's running it. You know, if it was literally just, you know, the payment system, making things efficient, you know, especially, you know, you guys are like, just like now, you know, you guys are all over the place. You guys are all over the country. You're in other countries, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it would make business and conducting business a lot more seamless, especially when you're, you're dealing with, you know, different time zones and and different countries, you know what I mean? And, but, you know, the, the whole thing with, how it's going to be, you know, if it's going to be used for nefarious purposes, you know what I'm saying? Because we already kind of seen that well, when, you know, in Canada with the, the truckers and stuff like that, you know, that they kind of just, you know, what kind of hold would you have over the people? And, you know, especially if, if, you know, if you have a situation like in, like in France right now, where people are, are upset, people are revolting, you know, uh, are you going to hold my funds so I can't buy uh, food for my, for my kids? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that, that is, you know, like, like you said, Cameron, you know, this is a stepping stone and, and it's, it's, definitely going to be interesting to see where this is going to go. And I, I really hope that this is, that that's only the the, the direction of it uh, is you know helping businesses, but um, seeing how uh, how the government is is conducting things currently, um, I'm not so uh, confident in that. The, the the worst dev team in history is the Federal Reserve, so uh, you know I I don't trust them so well. So I would say yeah, it's 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 about who's running it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. This, this is a great conversation, man. <laughs> The the, uh, uh, the Federal Reserve is going to create the uh, first legal rug, pretty much. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> oh man, that 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 would be <laughs> that would be something. Uh, you know, I mean, especially like you said, a lot of people, a lot of us don't carry. Uh, you know. Me personally, because I, I do a lot of traveling with my job, so I don't carry cash at all. I use cards anyway and stuff like that. But, you know, um, a lot of people don't they don't want to use cards, you know, and it's really going to affect a lot of people that don't have uh, the information or know how the know how, especially like older, you know, older uh, peoples, you know, they they're not going to know how to use this stuff. They're not going to know how to utilize it. And a lot of them have a lot of money just sitting up under a mattress, <laughs> you know, and, you know, when, when it comes down to where that stuff is going to be useless, it's like they're, they're going to be in, in trouble. So I hope there's a lot of safeguards in place for that, for people to, you know, that's been ho- holding on to their monies, you know, for in, in safes, whether it be safe, safety deposit boxes, whatever the case may be that, uh, you know, once we do end up going cashless, cause it's going to happen whether we like it or not. Um, I'm hoping that there's going to be uh, things in place to to help people uh, make that transition. And uh, it's just, you know, 
I don't know, man. It's just I, I see that affecting a lot of businesses as well, uh, especially a lot, a lot of small businesses um, that can't afford the equipment to, you know, they're, they're already struggling as it is because of, you know, over the past couple of years, what's been happening in, in the different countries and stuff like that, um, that, you know, they can't afford all these sophisticated equipments and stuff like that too. And then they're going to have to take out loans. And, and, you know, if they're not, the business declines, you know, if, if they're not able to purchase in it, cause I mean, that's one thing that can be utilized is they can limit where you're going to purchase things, you know? So if they don't want you purchasing at a mom and pop shop, they only want you purchasing at Walmart. They can do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, you know, like I said, that that goes in that whole realm of is how is this going to be used and how is this going to affect different businesses? But um, yeah, so. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, in, in closing, uh, so we want to, I know you guys are, uh, everyone's busy, pretty busy and stuff like that. So in closing, I mean, let, let's, we'll just go through, through the line, uh, and you know, what would be some closing statements for you guys in, in, in helping people? Cause I, I really, you know, I really hope a lot of people take this information, especially a lot of devs. Cause I, a lot of devs do watch my channel and stuff. And I know a lot of them aren't in compliance. I know a lot of them aren't, aren't, you know, they're, they're, they're wanting to be legit, uh, what would be a, a tip that you would give to, um, to to help steer people in the right direction? And we'll start with Tim. Yeah. Uh, well, my favorite topic to talk about is KYC. Uh, I would say be very selective of who you use for KYC and audits. And my favorite sentence there is legitimate KYC providers tend to have legitimate customers. Um, uh, unfortunately, not a lot of people know this, and, and even devs don't notice, but most KYC providers that provide KYC for crypto projects are not even registered companies. So wherever you register your KYC, please ask their business registration number and check it. That would be a great tip for me. D-Y-O-R. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Big Daddy. Oops, sorry, I had, a, I had a little bit of a blank here. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the compliance goes right now, I mean, try to you know, get the best advice you can, read up. I think, is, I think, honestly, not legal advice, not a lawyer. If you're, if you're kind of in the gray area and you're, you're again, you're showing good faith, but you're, you're trying you, at this point, you almost just need to wait and see what the what the SEC says, what they what regulations are going to come down, where they create less of a gray area. Because otherwise, I mean, again, you can do everything right and still get hammered. So, I mean, yeah, at this point, the we're we're in a little bit of limbo. Yeah. How about you, Austin? You know, I think uh, this 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 space is tough, man. It's a it's a really tough space to come into. Whether you're launching a project or you're an uh, investor in in the space, I mean, it, it is very tough. And I think that if you were to give, if I were to give any advice to, to whether you're a project or even a person that's jumping into the space, is that you know find find the projects that are you know here to do to here to do actually good in the space, like really trying to find. Um, trying to fix some solutions, you know, finding some solutions. Again, there's a lot of projects out there that are just, you know, they're doing the same old, same old stuff. I mean, try to find something that where they're doing something different, trying to do something different, um, you know, actually bring in some real tech to the space, you know, really trying to, uh, 
build something uh again it doesn't have to be amazing stuff but i mean like trying to find those devs that do that i think and and that's just my my two cents there i mean you know because people will there'll be five devs there'll be devs out there that will create five projects right and you'll just never know but i mean there's been there's people here that have been here for a long time you know building these projects you know standing you know um on their project and and holding true to it so just find those people um ask questions don't be afraid to ask questions i think a lot of people are afraid to come up and ask questions you know whether they're in twitter spaces um you know even here in chats i mean you know always ask questions don't be afraid i mean it, it this is a tough space to be in and um yeah that's my two things man and just don't be afraid to to you know dip your toes in the water here it's uh, uh that's my two cents so nice nice cameron yeah um I mean, I do operations. I'm an operations guy. Um, so I would say how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, don't set goals for yourself. In my opinion, it's better to have a system in place. Wake up, meditate, say a prayer, reflect on what you're grateful for, uh, set, set a, a few measurable things that you could achieve in that day and check them off. Get that dopamine hit every time you little put a little check mark off, right? Um, that that's what I would say, um, and then from that point, you know, just just grind it out. You'll uh, you'll you'll get where you you need to go, as long as uh, you're doing everything else right in life. A recently canceled author once said something to the effect of "Goals are for losers, but systems are how you win." I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. sir. <laughs> All right, Chris. Yeah, I think uh, you know for investors and users. Uh, I guess the advice for them is you need to educate yourself. You need to do your own research, um, whether, you know, us as, as company owners in the crypto space, whether we like it or not, we're either educating ourselves or we're getting dragged across the rocks, having a crash course about it. But the users and the investors, you're the ones with the money. Uh, you need to educate yourself and, and make sure you make good decisions, you know, decisions that you're going to be comfortable with. And it starts with your due diligence. So that's, that's going through the full spectrum of KYC, making sure there's audits, making sure there's security, making sure you know who you're doing business with, the companies you're working with. For the ones that are looking to start uh, crypto companies or the ones that are already involved with crypto companies, you have to love education. You're going to have to love teaching yourself and feeding yourself knowledge. And, uh, you know, in this space with legal right now. I think it's a gray area. I think the government is not as stupid as we think they are. I think they're posturing themselves uh, to to uh, have a, a, a transition into uh, their next winning system. Cashless is not something that just all of a sudden came to their attention now. This is something that they've talked about mm -hmm. in the past. And we've got laws from the 1940s that we're trying to apply our companies to right now. And I, I think our government is just creating a stall tactic until they roll out what's going to work for them. So I think for us, we just have to try to come with clean hands and in good faith in what we do to the best of our ability. Um, I personally wouldn't sign anything that says I'm a security because I don't think it will personally come down to something like that. But I do think that we need to try to operate the best we can until definitive lines are drawn in the sand because they're they're not and the and the waters are muddy right now so uh, like was said before you need to incorporate yourself whatever country you're in whatever whatever you're doing you need to have you know good business practices you need to have good accounting uh you need to make sure that you know you dot your i's and you cross your t's and you handle yourself in a 
uh, in a manner as a business. Uh, so I think, you know, between all those things, those are today was a good, you know, good points. Eye opening for some, hopefully uh, not not for most. But, um, you know, it's good. It's good information. And we just have to keep educating ourselves and be abreast of what's coming and anticipate what these next steps might be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Josh. Yeah, just want to thank you and thank everyone that was here. A lot of great uh, comments um, and everything. A lot of things have been said. Uh, I think for me, last closing statement, I would say like, and this is from whether you're a dev or you're an investor, if it's really too good to be true, if it's really easy money, it's most likely illegal. <laughs> because <laughs> somebody would have thought, if you're a dev and you suddenly realize, what oh, is a way for me to easily make money doing this? Most likely somebody has thought about it before you and most likely it's illegal. So always better in mind, both as an investor and as, as a dev as well. Um, and uh, with that, good luck, everyone. Absolutely. Toro, Toro, are you up, man? Uh, he's spinning a circle. All right. So <laughs> um, one thing I'll say in closing is, um, you know, just business needs, uh, especially in the crypto space, business needs transparency. Um, you need to be a transparent uh, uh, business startup project, whatever you want to call yourself, you need to you need to have that. You know there are people getting caught. Time, it, I'm telling you, you're not going to survive this space handling things in shady manners and misleading uh, your investors, misleading your business partners, misleading anyone because you will eventually get caught up. Um, you know there's there's a few people that I know of right now that are that are chasing all of these different wallets they're chasing all of these different um uh, projects and connecting the dots to a lot of different people in the crypto space i'm gonna tell you right now if you're going to be in this space especially from from now and and into the future make sure you are conducting business properly and you are being transparent honest and Stop misleading your these investors. Stop just depending on some hype to 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 pump a chart, and then next thing you know, you you know you're selling on the back end or whatever the case may be. Make sure you are always transparent in this case and be honest with people. You know uh, there are more and more people coming into this space daily. You know I, I speak with a lot of people that are wanting to come into the space and they keep hearing about these scams, the scams, the scams, and we're all tired of it. You know what I mean? So be transparent in your business dealings. And, you know, secondly, um, make sure you are just <laughs> make sure you're just just being just. I'm, I'm tired of BS. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I just I get so upset because, you know, it's just uh, I'm, I'm seeing rug pull after rug pull after rug pull. And people are saying, hey, I lost my money. Hey, I lost my money. Hey, I lost my money. And then, like I say, on the flip side of that, for all those investors out there, do your research as well. Stop just aping into stuff. Stop just throwing money at businesses just because some influencer or person or whatever said, hey, this is going to moon. Because uh, a lot of that is uh, just just tactics to get you drawn in um, to to basically be somebody else's ex liquidity stop falling into these to these schemes and these plots and ploys to draw you in and you get looking like boo boo the fool <laughs> at the end of the day while you uh somebody else is happy that you you was their ex liquidity so do a lot of your research be transparent um toro you have any uh, uh closing statement 
Yeah, honestly, when it comes to this uh, space, uh, apply logic. No matter what anybody tells you about the space and the culture, apply logic. Look for sustainable business models and not only just projects that just promote longevity, but don't actually lead by example by actually having working protocols or working products and transparency that proves the longevity of their of their community and their underlying technology. So I would definitely encourage that, you know, if you start asking the logical questions that you will ask any other formidable business in Web2, you'll, you'll save yourself a lot of heartaches. I, for some reason, when I got into this, I was young, I was dumb, fresh out of high school, and I didn't ask questions because I was going with the culture consensus that if you ask questions, you get shunned, you get kicked out of telegrams and all that stuff. Ask as many questions as possible. This is your hard-earned money, your hard-earned crypto. It will save you in the long term a lot of heartache. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and with that being said, all right, you know, hey, if you guys want to stick around, hey, we we can continue some some different combos. But I mean, as far as uh, uh, tonight, I, I think that there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of great things put out there. There was a lot of great comments, and especially you know, now I'm 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 surprised we actually stayed on topic because usually usually <laughs> we go into all kinds of different fields <laughs> on these. And uh, uh, like I said, I really appreciate everyone's time out here. Um, for anybody, you know, watching and stuff like that, make sure, you know, you go and you follow uh, everyone here. Go to go to their channels, go to their, uh, you know, telegrams, go to their uh, Twitters, whatever the case may be. Shoot all these guys a follow because I'm going to tell you what, you know, I, I I select people based on, you know, how I've, I've dealt with them over, you know, these couple years that I've been in the space. Um, and, and. You can really tell who's who's in it to win it and who's in here to just steal your money and run. You know what I mean? So I like to bring on people that are, for one, definitely, you know, what WWC represents is transparency and honesty in the space and highlighting, you know, the, 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 the projects and the devs and the people that are constantly doing the right thing in the space and doing the right things for their for their investors and for their business partners. You know what I'm saying? So um, make sure you you get, give everyone a follow. You know what I mean? And, and um, yeah, with that being said, uh, we'll kind of go. We'll, we'll kind of end that, and then if, hey, if, if if anyone wants to hang out, hey, I don't mind hanging out and just chopping it up because hey, we go in a lot of different. <laughs> you, know, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind hanging out. Um, I, I don't. I mean, this is my first time meeting some of you guys. Could we go around and uh and just get a plug on the business? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Is, is that all right? Um, I mean, yeah. Whoever wants to go ahead. Yeah, whoever wants to go first. Who, uh, so, all right, we'll, we'll go back in order again. Tim, uh, so what's the business? What's the business? And uh, if you have any new news, I guess, because uh, somebody asked about any new uh, things going on with any of the businesses going on here. All right. Uh, yeah, so Coination is a, a, a German-speaking community. So basically, we cover um, uh, Austria, Germany, and Switzerland. And... Um, that space kind of missed the last bull run. So we, for the last year and a half, have been working on teaching and educating the community and holding a lot of AMAs there for projects coming out of other countries that might be interested in the market. It's, it's very small, but the region is 100 million people. So we're expecting a lot of them to come into the community. And over the coming six to 12 months, we will be making a lot of educational material to get normies educated on topics like 
KYC, for example. Yeah, absolutely. What about yeah. uh, Big Daddy? Big Daddy J. Uh, we are a Metabolic Games, uh, so we're a game studio, game developers. Um, so it's you know crypto-based gaming. We're putting out our our. We're still developing our primary game, which is Infinite MMO. It's going to be MMORPG. It's a uh, cyberpunk, futuristic cyberpunk uh, with a lot of different themes to it. Um, a lot of different genres kind of baked into it. Characters will be NFT based. So like I used to tell people, you know, if, if Blizzard catches you selling your account, they'll ban you. If we catch you, we'll thank you and sell you another NFT. <laughs> Um, you know, so, you know, that, that's, that's the direction we're going. Um, we've got maybe a few other games coming down the pipe as well. Just, yeah, just I, a hint, you know, when dragon quest, <laughs> that, a little bit, uh, but yeah, uh, like I said, game development studio, uh, our tokens on polygon. Um, we are drinking the polygon Kool-Aid. We love them. They've been great. uh, uh, Friday, May 26th at 9 p.m. EST. Other than that, at Metabolic Token, um, at my handle at uh, Big Daddy J underscore TN. If you want to follow me, follow us. Um, Metabolic.games is our website. You can check us out, find all of us, find our Telegram. But yeah, we're all we're all cool. We're on Discord too. So yes. Nice, Austin. Yeah, man. So uh, obviously, I, I you know I'm a, I'm a content creator in the space. Uh, you know, I took a role with uh, MMAI to, to help with their marketing, and um, you know, it's it's been a it's been a great ride with them. You know, um, that's who I'm here representing. It's one of the main projects that I'm in right now, and uh, you know, we we are doing a lot of things. I mean, here in June, we'll be releasing our uh, you know our Proof of Authority blockchain. I don't know what the what is that noise? Is that uh, is that me? Sorry. Who's that? Um, I think that might be Josh. The Josh. All right. I was like, yeah. um, so we're releasing our proof of authority. It's a PO, POA square blockchain, um, which will really be able to, uh, yeah, it's going to obviously be pretty quick. Uh, so our, our goal is to be able to roll up into, you know, being able to work with uh, smart manufacturing, smart cars, things like that, be able to make, uh, we have a metaverse out there too. And although our metaverse is really going to be vast with, uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously social, uh, you know, basically being a social experiment and things like that, just like every other metaverse. But really, we're trying to gear it also towards uh, being able to create digital twins inside the metaverse as well. So, um, you know, you can do a lot of uh, AI solutions. I mean, even if you are a manufacturing uh, company or you are a smart car, you know, you you have digital twins in, in the metaverse and you can get a lot of things done, you know, with an algorithm that can run, you know, millions and millions of scenarios and um, in split seconds versus, uh, you know, an engineer doing it in, in months. And so uh, I, I think that that's going to really be where we're at. We obviously have the pure wallet coming out, which is going to be the first uh, offline uh, wallet that's going to have a ledger built into your phone. Um, so you'll be able to have a uh, offline, uh, cold storage on your phone versus having two separate devices. So, uh, that will be coming out here. Uh, it's already out here on Android. It's our beta version. We'll be dropping the, uh, the full version for production here in June. So, uh, very excited for that. I think that's going to be a huge, uh, catalyst for the project. Um, you know, to be able to be the first to have a cold storage on your phone and have access at any given time. So, um, that's really what we are. And, uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's been, it's been a great ride. I've learned a ton just working with a project to, uh, you know, 
actually trying to do the right thing, actually, you know, working with technology and, and uh, it's, it's been great, man. Nice. Nice. Cameron. Yeah. Well, thanks again for hosting this and it's been great getting to, to talk to everyone. Um, but yeah, so I started out with the uh, crypto list. I was the CEO of crypto list, uh, building this out. And then, uh, we were acquired by Para, so they asked if I would come over and work as their COO. So I've been doing operations for Para for, I mean, approximately eight months uh, at this point, seven, seven months. And it's been a great ride, a uh, great community. But what we're doing, I mean, there's a few things. So the, the CryptoList idea will be built. It's, uh, it's on the back burner while we are building and uh, really leaning into payment processing through crypto. So we want to make crypto... Uh, we, we say we want to make cryptocurrency currency, uh, as in you can go to a store and buy a gallon of milk. You can go to the gas station and fill up your, your tank uh, with crypto. So, um, you know, it happens to fit well. I'm pretty skeptical, like I mentioned earlier, the uh, central bank digital currencies. Uh, competing currencies have always been something that I, I wish we've had. And now I'm in a project and with a business that is building something to compete. Um, and so people can move and vote with their, with their dollars. And, uh, if you want to keep your money in Ethereum and go to the store and spend and get paid and all that in Ethereum, uh, it works that way. So it's kind of like, uh, uh, PayPal and you can pay each other. Uh, also if you're a merchant, if you have a business, you can, uh, accept crypto and get paid in cash. Um, so just making it easy and convenient. So on ramp, off ramp, all that stuff. So check us out, Paradox Global. Thank you. All right, Chris. Yeah, Chris with the CEO of Vault Finance. Uh, We are a tech solutions firm for the crypto space. So pretty much we help solve problems for uh, not just other crypto companies, but investors also. Uh, The bird you saw just coming around in front of me here in front of the camera was uh, Franklin. He... uh, I would say with with the help of a few different people in the space, uh, raised over three hundred fifty thousand dollars, half of which for bird rescue. So, uh, and and Mike Tyson knows him too. So uh, he's he's kind of become a popular kind of guy. But uh, Vault unofficial mascot is what we'll say. But um, Vault Finance, uh, you know, our flagship with Novation is a launch pad, a Cellus Dex uh, produces no contract sells. Uh, and we're about to roll out uh, Novation Pulse, which is a trading system where you don't have to know, uh, learn candles or trading or keep up with the news. But um, pretty much we can trade and create a, a compounded daily compounded interest with it. So it's a, it's an, it's going to be a way for not just investors to have a somewhat predictable uh, return, but also for crypto companies to be able to produce a revenue stream, which is important in this, you know, in the type of market we're living in right now. So um, other than that, we have an app coming, Sifter, which will be a uh, tool on the investor's tool belt to make better decisions in this space. Uh, and that's that's pretty much where we're at right now. We're heading in the direction of uh, trying to pioneer uh, decentralized uh, ways of trading in on centralized exchanges. Uh, bringing real-world tier one uh, underwriters and insurance to this space to protect investors, and also working in the background on a couple little secret things as far as security goes uh, to help uh, investors be able to move around in this space. And and uh, and not just that, but people that are core teams be able to uh, work in this space uh, 
you know, with different with different people and 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 not get scammed. So it kind of helps bring uh, the players to light. So you know, those are just a couple of the things that we're working on right now for 2023, and and uh, you know, a lot more to come as well. All right, all right. Toro with pocket cows, man. Hey, I'm a big fan of pocket cows. I got quite a few. I just want, just want the <laughs> uh, Toro, man. Uh, Tyler, uh, just give us the plug on the business, man. Yeah. So with pocket cows, um, basically we're a non-fungible token, an NFT collection of ten thousand. We were the first NFT on any chain, December 12, twenty twenty-one, to have a deflationary model built within our smart contract. We also introduced a new protocol, proof of harvest which is basically essentially using a deflationary model of burning the tokens. And from that point on, getting a portion of any secondary sale that transpires for life by permanently binding your wallet address to our smart contract. So through that, we provided extra layer of security because as we know, nobody owns burn wallets. Um, beyond that, what's really cool about us is we are first and foremost a collection. So what you can do with these cows is they also act as characters in a game pass to our video game. Our video game is already out. We're constantly updating it, but you can play it on your cell phone, your tablet, your laptop, desktop. It doesn't matter. As long as you have internet, you can play immediately. So we don't give you not one, but two dual utilities that you can use off the bat. The beautiful thing about our video game is that we challenge the play to earn model. We don't have a subsidiary currency. We don't have a cow coin to reward people. So what we do, as a company, we reserve a thousand cows out of our 10,000 collection. And we allow our community on a weekly basis to compete, to break the number one spot on our leaderboard. And if you break the number one spot on our leaderboard, you are awarded a pocket cow from the reserve. So just with a thousand cows, that's a thousand weeks. We're already looking at a 20 year business model. You know, we want to promote autonomously, automatic uh, functions that even if anything were to happen to us, or the dev team as a whole, that the community will live on, that the project will still thrive. The contract itself pays itself a portion of gas just to function and do the calculations that at hand. So there's no intervening from me or the team. Um, another thing about that is that we also give out different prizes for competing merch. We give out a ton of free merch to our community. And our goal is to create nine unique revenue models of utility that keep driving back portions of transactions back to the pasture, awarding those that are burning our cows. So in layman's terms, by burning the cows, you're making our collection smaller in size. You're making it that the remaining cows are more valuable and you're promoting the appreciation of them over time. But in return, you for now on are connected to the community permanently and will receive any transaction secondary sales automatically instantly. So that's what we stand on. And it's been a hell of a ride, 1,237 organic mints throughout a bear market, and we're scaling. You know, you do the math, we've been out since December 12, 2021. And as a small team, we've accomplished, I think, a, quite a bit in our first year as a, as a structure. You know, our average price, give or take, versus ETH is $100. So 1,237 for a startup company with bare minimum marketing skills and just organically onboarding, it's been a hell of a ride, and we're very proud. So I'm honored that, you know, Worldwide Crypto not only chose to join our community, but he's driving in. He's sending cows to the pasture. As a community, we burnt 124 cows. That's over seven Ethereum so far. And it's only the, just the beginning. As we're still minting out, our collection is shrinking in size, and we're already seeing secondary sales. So people are already seeing a return on their support. 
So that's about it. That's what we have right now. And just keep looking out for us. Our website's www.pocketcows with a S dot farm. Check us out, man. We have a lot of free educational material and a lot of tutorials that you can click on. So thank you guys so much for being a part of this panel. It was a great discussion. We usually do get off left field, but you know, I really like the the quality of content and substance that was partake today. So thank you guys for the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. We got we got uh David David Chin finally, man. Hey, hey fashionably late, man. But hey, it's all good, baby. I apologize. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, what's up, everybody? Hey, hey. So go ahead. Uh, introduce. Uh, well, we kind of uh, you know I like to. What was your uh, first crypto purchase? My first crypto purchase was the very first time Snoop Dogg was ever in crypto, which was Sparkle Coin, which I was a CFO of. Nice. So nice. when Snoop came into crypto in 2017 and, and IRL events and things like that, I was the one that put that together and introduced that you could type in the name and, and we popped out. So that probably be the very first one. That was that was a very amazing yet very terrifying experience because right afterwards, the SEC and the Department of Doom or Legion of Doom called DOJ came together and they did all the audits for that 17, 18 year. And uh, the amazing part about that was we were the only firm that survived zero penalties and fines. Nice. Uh, what was amazing about that was you know, I'm a former Deloitte managing partner. I ran the China division, youngest one in the world, 380 companies, one you know, billion dollar awards and transactions. So everything that that is corporate finance, understanding structures, what we do. Um, obviously, you know, we consult with several brands, you know, especially in spaces like gaming and esports. We have a media company that's that's pretty heavy, as you know, three networks, five news news channels that focus on the 30 and under gaming audience. So we're the only college esports news channel that focuses on colleges on ESTV, which is also on Prime Video, called College Esports Now. Down to World Esports Now with Del Moss, who used to be part of The Bachelor. We talk about you know crypto and business and esports. And what's really amazing is we have a really large gaming community as well, uh, part of our media group. And we work with brands like Ford Models and DeLorean, uh, Roland Music, Block Lords, and I sit on like several advisory boards, uh, including the Warren Buffett of China's board called Fosun, uh, which is a $127 million company that I also advise with as well. So um, really, really big on the media side, really connect. I think a lot of the gamers together, we do an event every month called ConnectX. We're bringing like the biggest and the best. Our next one is with the United Nations, uh, a man named Enzo Di Toronto, who was with them. And we're doing the Green Circle X, which is Miami 4, 5th, and 6th. Everyone here is obviously invited. We'll be down there. You guys are in Miami anyway, so love to meet you down there. Uh, I'll probably be the biggest Chinese guy you've ever seen. Unless you met Yao Ming. But other than that, you know, we have people that'll be there. We'll have, you know, CEOs and and, and great human beings that when we're working together and connecting, there's people that have been vetted from a Deloitte process and vetted that we've done pretty big business with. You know, you never know. You might be meet a huge content creator down to, you know, uh, the former ambassador of Italy, right? Things of that sort. And so we, we try to put the communities together and then we air it on our news networks. A little bit of everything. Nice, nice. Uh, we'll go uh, to uh, Josh real quick. Uh, uh, tell us about uh, uh, Jetstar and what you guys got coming up. Sure. Thanks, man. I'm just hoping I didn't get disconnected again. So um heard a lot of great things. Thanks, guys. So a bit about Jetstar Gaming. We basically started off as a, a project that builds uh, games, but also apps and apps uh, for the gaming community. So we've got a few popular ones, one of them being Silk, where we can leverage whether it's your PC CPU, or your phone CPU, uh, sort of mine to make digital assets. And when we talk about digital assets, we're not just 
we're not just talking about NFTs. We're also talking about like Valorant credits, PUBG credits, Diablo Immortal, uh, Gold, etc., and all that. So it's basically we build apps tailored for gamers by gamers, and it's not. We don't speak about Web3 at all. We focus all on the gaming side. So uh, besides that, Jetstar Gaming is, we've built a game, we've got an NFT marketplace, everything that goes with. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> he got disconnected. Oh, so um, uh, just real quick. Uh, so one of the one of the big platforms that they have, um, I'm, I'm a real big fan of, and I play a lot, is their their Stardome. Uh, they have a lot of uh, indie games on there. Oh, there, there he goes. I think we'll come back. There he is. Uh... okay yeah so uh <laughs> uh so the stardome uh it, it's really really fun and um you know it's basically it's, it's a big uh community building thing okay there he goes there we are okay it's cutting me off i'm just gonna say one last shout out just before i get cut off so we've, we're building katie arena that we are launching soon we've got a community of gamers close to a million right now eight hundred we we're growing really quick and we're actually stopping just before a million because we don't have enough mods or admins to sort of moderate that sort of amount of gamers right now what we are looking at mainly is for gaming partners and as well people who are providing wallets like uh people who are providing wallet services or on ramp off ramp on ramp services our partner with us because basically what we're trying to do with any arena is get all these gamers to sort of really start to adopt web3 uh one way or another so that's going to be pretty exciting uh, i'll share the link with you guys yeah absolutely yeah hey you're gonna have to talk to david down there man <laughs> <That's right>. yes <laughs> serious serious man uh that, i think that, that would be a great uh a great business opportunity for you, both of you guys because you guys are are uh, man, I, I love everything about Jetstar and what you're building, especially with the whole gaming thing. And uh, Katie Arena, I cannot wait. I am super pumped about it. <laughs> uh, so uh, just uh, real quick. So, uh, David, we kind of went through a whole lot of uh, 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 just different aspects of of business, uh, crypto and business, uh, how to conduct yourself as a business, um, you know, how to uh you know, stay legal as a business in the crypto space and stuff like that. So what, what would be some of your inputs on on um, some crypto and and business? I think the hardest thing about the current market, any market is there's guys like us who are trying to do the right things and change the world and really evolve things. And then there's a lot of guys who aren't like us who know how to adjust and manipulate the situation. Right. It doesn't matter what the next one is going to be. We've already seen it happen two, three times. Uh, you know, being a guy who used to was a magic partner at Deloitte, where we, you know, audit 80 percent of the world's biggest companies uh, and do a lot of international business down to having to deal with the SEC and DOJ. Uh, I will tell you, I, I think the biggest thing is when you're doing any crypto or NFT, you have to use common sense and common sense practices. Although you might think you can beat the system, you're not going to beat the system. And what I mean by being the system isn't the fact that you can't sit there and change the system. What I mean is the regulatory environment is going to be what it is because the guys who are after you were upset are the brokers in Wall Street who isn't getting their percentages and the tax guys. Right. And so what I really sat with was really important to me was when we were doing Deloitte was if it couldn't pass an SEC compliance side of it, if it wasn't that was important enough to actually make that work, then there's no way we could do it because the risk was too high. And I think that's something you have to talk, you talk about and consider, right? If you understand, I think those parameters when you're doing any business, uh, there's a lot more realism, I think, that comes into there. And then you avoid having any any, any major issues that then they, all the money could be worth anything. But 
you know, if you do something wrong and they're coming after you, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a long game at that point. So we'll just do right yeah. from the beginning. You know, that's kind of my thought process on that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We kind of went through that, you know, make, make sure you maintain a legal representation <laughs> through, through all of this, man. Cause it's, it, it is rough, especially when, uh, when you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, uh, if you're not doing the right thing and, uh, you know, when you get caught, they will come after you and, you know, it's not going to be pretty. Um, and then your investors are going to be sitting there um, like looking like, oh, what happened? I put my life savings into this. You know what I'm saying? And and all you have to say is, well, uh, I didn't do the right thing. So uh, I'll see you guys later. You know, you know, it, it, it just sucks. It sucks for a lot of businesses. You know, it sucks for a lot of investors when when people are not conducting uh, business properly. And, you know, whether it. And, and, and you know what? Here's here's one thing that I really that's really been grinding my gears lately is you have you have uh, devs that that uh, will start up a project and maybe the charts ain't going exactly what it, how it how it should. And next thing you know, you see, oh well, you know, uh, um, this this space isn't very good for my mental health. So uh, I will see. Uh, I'm you know. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, this, this is, this isn't, this didn't work out. So, uh, you know, (laughs) that is the weakest excuse of life. That is the weakest excuse. My mental health or my personal health, I have to step away. Then that means your pro if your project falls because of that, it was never going to go to distance, dude. Well, you right. I just have to say Oh, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you rug the wrong person, that's going to be bad for your physical health, too. So, you know. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, <laughs> it's, around. It's, uh, it, it takes a certain type of breed, I think, to be uh, a dev or, or a CEO or something in crypto, because this is the most demanding damn thing that I've ever, ever been a part of. I mean, 24-7, especially when it's when it's good, you know, when Eaton's good, it's, it's crazy, so... Um, hey, I, I understand, but yeah, you got to be a little uh, off to be here, anyways. I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, it yeah definitely. Helps. Like you said, man, this is this is a twenty four seven thing, and it's I mean, it is a second and third job to a lot of people. You know, this this crypto space is not easy, and and pleasing, you know, pleasing impatient investors is is. Uh, <laughs> is another thing altogether, you know, and it is very taxing, you know, and if, if you are calling yourself a dev and I'm gonna tell you what, I don't, I don't like it when people, so people be like, Oh yeah, well, I'm a dev. Uh, what do you know about the crypto? You've been in it two months and you brought it, you got out a token, you know, you have apps. If you, even if you ain't got no experience in business, you ain't got no experience in crypto. You ain't been through no highs. You ain't been through no, you're in the low. You know what I'm saying? Especially like recently, you know, you're in the low. So, you know, the only way, I mean, in all realistic, you know, the only way place you got to go from here is up, you know, and that's only if you are doing something that's worthwhile, you know, or changing, change, trying to change the space or bringing some innovation, some new tech, you know, whatever the case may be. But you got these guys just like, oh man, I saw, you know, this, this token launched and, and uh, I'm going to put, you know, $250 $250 of liquidity and, and I'm gonna launch this token and we're gonna do some stuff. You know, you have no absolutely nothing, no plan whatsoever. You just want a bunch of people's money so you can go hire somebody off Fiverr and then get screwed. And then you can constantly do that until you run out of money and you're like, oh well, uh, I tried. 
Hmm. I'm tired of seeing it, man. Uh, I'm tired of seeing it. It's, it's a lot of a lot of BS in space, um, and these devs that aren't actually devs at all, you know, is is um, it, it's it's ridiculous. And so it, it's not doing uh, it's not doing any of us any justice because then then you know we get the people that aren't experienced in this space. They're like, hey. Oh, I saw you were talking about that token or you was talking about this NFT project and and they're not around anymore. What happened to that? Then you got to be the one to explain this like, well, man, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it, it sucks. You know, that's that's why I really refrain from talking like I do my research on my on the projects that I talk about. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's like even. Not even as a, as a, a a content creator, you know, you guys, you know, if, if you associate yourself with someone and they their project does something or them, them they, they are, are connected to some kind of scam or something like that. That hurts your reputation because th then people are like, well, why was you uh, why did you go into business with this person? And, and they was rugging people left and right, you know, and, and, and it, it, it sucks, man. It sucks. What, what do you think about that? I mean. <laughs> The closest thing I've ever given people to financial advice in the crypto space is don't invest anything you're not willing to light on fire. I mean, at the end of the day, if it's $5 or $5,000, if you're comfortable with lighting that on fire, that's what you invest. At that point, then you're not, you know, okay, hey, I threw $20 at this shit coin and it rugged. That sucks, but it, you know, it was twenty dollars, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you you know, and it, and it doesn't matter how big or small, you know. Look at free all the the whatever uh, FTX, FTX stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah. big or small, it doesn't matter. You know, you 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 can. There's relative safety, but it's not always safe. So yeah, yeah, whatever it is, don't. You better be okay with lighting it all on fire, and it just gone you know and if you're okay with that risk then that's how much you invest yeah. anything else you're just setting yourself up for mental health issues absolutely so david you've uh i mean you you've you've been in contact with lots of very very large corporations and stuff like that so what what are some of the things that you you look for or you know the some of the vetting processes that 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 uh you've experienced when uh dealing with other companies and and either onboarding them or even representing them i mean, i think the hardest thing is just when we're in the media side of it we have such a huge connection like with college and esports and gaming and you know the other thing i probably didn't mention is you know i, I invested in in phase Clan in 2017 right and we own part of cloud nine's training grounds and we own part of you know estv and, and the reason we know so much about gaming and esports and how all these different mediums is because the partners that we're investing in not only have great ideas, they have great business acumen. They're established. They understand how to run it. They now do six, seven, eight figure type of deals, nine figure type of deals. And the people we work with aren't thinking of the short term burn because no businessman wants to deal with that. They're thinking about the long term gain with, with the short term ability to make that money happen. Right. I think what we've seen is you make a lot of money and a lot of promises. And when it's happening, those things don't happen because you're paying a developer $500,000 to compete in the gaming thing for crypto when you're competing against Fortnite, who has 300 million people a month, it's an impossible thing to beat. I mean, if those communities could, could maintain what they're maintaining NFTs, we wouldn't be where we're at with NFTs, right? It, 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 the community is too small. So my my thought process is, is with the credibility 
And I think what's going to happen in NFT, crypto 2.0, whatever you want to call it at this point, is the utilities have to exist. And I think the utilities exist. And I think that that might that could be through collaborations. Right. I think a lot of times when you look at the way we're doing crypto, we're not doing it like collaborations with businesses. But yet you look at some of the biggest businesses in the world, world through and through, depending on which industry you are, people are collaborating all the time. They're working together in a crypto space. They're not synonymous They're separate. Right. And the reality is one shareholder of crypto is buying 16, 18 different cryptos. Right. And so if you're trying to sit there and play in gaming and your crypto isn't and your, and your game isn't cool and isn't fun and it's and it doesn't cut the mustard, there's no way I could ever put you on our news channels, even if you paid for it, because it would hurt our credibility. You know what I mean? That's really where the long term issues come from, because we could take a ton of money like everyone else has and run away with it. But there's a reason I'm in my 40s through and through an exploit managing partner doing this for 20 some odd years at this point, because the reality is that's good long term business. And I think if people look at that from a real wholesome perspective and work together, we wouldn't be in the shit situation that we're in. You know, the guys who are leading the charge, the FTXs guys, you had a 20 some odd year old running this stuff. Yeah. That was it. I mean, I don't care what anyone tells me. You got a 20 year old running billions and billions of dollars and running circles around people. I am so sorry, man. That to me was an indication of the greed of our market. And the reality was we were overhyping things and people knew that was a big situation. But the guys who got hurt were the people that we all care about. Right? Because we weren't the mofos that ran and disappeared in different countries. We weren't the mofos that disappeared. We're the mofos cleaning up your shit from all the mistakes that y'all made. And going from there. So now 2.0 has to have real case use. It has to really have utility. It has to be like at ConnectX, when we're working with companies like Blockboards, there is a utility access there because the Blockboard token can work with us. But that's anybody we can work with, right? But it's not just access to your token and utility to come in and meet at these events or play online tournaments or do anything else. It's your access to your community and, and willing to do that. And if people are willing to work together, then obviously that's the credibility and the viability of it. Right. But it just comes down to, is it worth the risk? Hey, definitely. You know, not even just, just like you said, not even just financially, just it's, it's your reputation. You know, you put your, your name on anything and your reputation is, is thrown to the wolves when things go south. You know, like say with with myself, WWC, you know, I, I really pick and choose who I decide to deal with, you know, because uh, when I first got started, you know, it was, you know, I just want to get my name. I want to talk to different people and this and that. But luckily, I didn't fall into into that that realm of, oh, you know what? I just need to do this for some money. I just I just need to do this for uh, for some clout. You know, I want to talk about this turd coin and that turd coin. So I just get gain a bunch of subs. You know what I'm saying? It's more than that. You know, when, when you talk about reputation and people, you know, even, even with, you know, with, with crypto projects, you know, you want to, you want to have people that care about it, about your project, come into the project and invest into it. Just like, you know, people that, that watch, you know, watch my channel and stuff, you know, I want people to actually care about it. That's not, caring about oh well, i'm just going i'm just going to do pump and dumps i'm you know it, 
I'm, it, we, we need to get away from that whole cycle and actually care about what we're doing, no matter what side of the space we're on, you know, whether we're a dev or a content creator or just, you know, in the, in the, in the background of, of, of the business as, you know, an, as just an investor, you know, we, we have to start caring about our name, our reputation and, and who we're representing and who we're talking about. You know what I mean? It's, it's it, for sure. It's, for sure. No, I mean, and I've, I've started to take this line um, and I say, you know, kind of, kind of tongue in cheek a little bit, but I always put in, uh, you know, uh, not financial advice, do your own research. Matter of fact, don't buy, our, don't buy our token. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's something like what David was, was talking about utility, right? Is this business making money? Is this business out there in the world making money? Because that's why in the traditional market, people are buying their stock. That's why people are investing and putting money in there, right? It's because they're making money. They have something that works. And I think that's a big part of it, right? Um, like you have to, crypto's got to get into the point where they're, you have a business, you have a utility, but it's making money or it's providing value. It's doing something for somebody that they care about, right? And then at that point, yeah. go buy that, go buy that token, right? Go buy that crypto. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it, I'm just, you know, it, and, and you know what, I'm, you know, it's, it's luck, luckily, you know, there are uh, enough people that are, are tired of the BS that, that people are starting to really expose the BS. They're start they're, they're chasing these wallets. They're connecting the dots to a lot of this different, these, these scams and these people that continue to scam people over and over and over and over. You would be surprised, you know, how there, there would be one person that, that can write a contract and, they're connected to 15 different rug pulls and and a few more that's on the way. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we we have to like like you said, you know, as a community, we have to come together and push out the BS and and say, you know what, we've had enough. It's time for us to move on as and and, and conduct business as as professionals because we're all professionals in this space. If you've been in the space for a long if, for at least a year, even as an investor, you are a professional in, in some sorts. You know what I'm saying? And you have to you have to, you know, take those learning tools and learn what's what's BS and learn to be tired of the BS. You know, <laughs> just like, stop just continuing to fall into the same stuff over and over and over and over, whether you're, you know, like I say, whether you're an investor, whether you're a, a, a dev, whether you are, you know, whatever the case may be, you have to say, you have to learn what's going on, what you're doing in this space. And, and at some point you have to be like, you know what, this is what I'm going to deal with. And I'm not dealing with this BS any longer. And, and we should all have some type of rallying moment where it's like, yes, now it's time to kick out that 97% that is that wasn't meant to be here in the first place because guess what they didn't set themselves up for for one they didn't set themselves up for success, success and two um they're they're not doing anything you know uh, uh legally right you know it, it's it's a whole slew of, of of things that that people are not doing right you know and, and I'm I'm tired of it and and and, and I want to point something out you know you know, me and you've had several discussions. The reason I'm on this show, and I don't go on a lot of shows, is because I know you're credible, right? I know the people you bring on are credible, right? And because I have my news channels, my network's that are going to 
you know, 100 countries and 300 million homes or on Prime Video Live on Fridays, right, for the news channel side of it. And why do I bring this up to everyone is because it's the people that are in this room, you know, that are trying to go from there. And the reality is the education is among the consumer. And when greed is what greed is, that's the biggest issue. But I think during the downtime and what's going to make this so unique and so different is, is if the utility is actually being used and people are working together, then and and the increase in value actually happens, there's an actual transactionary value for it. Like, you know, the dollar or the yuan or whatever you're trying to trade it for, that actually happens. People are going to win. And it's as simple as joining and working forces and doing events together very, very quickly and not doing the same events, but events that actually bring value and education that you can show off later on through content creation and things that really make a difference that maintain your community, right? Because it's about education and value that's what you can add on to your current community. If you're trying to do gaming and go from there, I'll give you an example. Like I just wrote the curriculum for a minor for WVU for esports. I'm the head of esports for SMU, right? And, and, and I write curriculum for this stuff. And the one thing I'll tell you of the most valuable thing I can, I can actually tell you is what's the real world use of writing curriculum, right? If I'm writing this curriculum, I have to have come from phase clan or I'm part of cloud nine or something like that to show that I actually know what I'm doing, right? A real transactional value. That's why they brought us instead of some professor who's just trying to do it on his own, no offense on anybody out there, but who's never actually experienced it. Well, which class do you think would a student take? Obviously, the one from a guy who's done it. It's the same thing in crypto, right? It's the same thing in business. But if you actually tie it to real use, and the innovation to me is no longer about how to adjust a system or do you BUSD or that stuff. To me, the system now is how do you really have a case use that it really exists with real clients? Because if you're partnered with Marriott, then obviously that means Marriott really trusts you or there's a value, right? If you're partnered with these bigger companies that are willing to accept your rewards, your tokens, your NFTs, or whatever we're in memberships or whatever the word of the day is at this point in time is, then that's a credibility. Then you buy into that token. Then you buy into that project because we'll are working with you. That has to be the new case of 2.0, at least in my, in my humble opinion. And I think when that happens, then they'll be more apt to say, all right, now you have a game. You can jump in our news channel. Let's promote it. Which is that head of Nike Gaming on. The head of Nike Gaming was on. The guy who literally makes the decision to have Nike in your game is one of our one of our friends, right? He was at our last ConnectX, right? DeLorean, the CEO of DeLorean was on. Why? And he did doing really successful NFT, and we've helped him with the NFTs. But why? Because we know it's tied to a car that is that has that credibility, right? So I think I think there's a huge hope. I think there's a huge opportunity. I think there's a great business play from it. And now it's about who captures and works together and wins. I like it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, too. Um, I, I, I love that. And and yeah, I mean, David, the, the collaboration, right? Uh, big piece, uh, big piece of this. Um, one thing I want to point out, too, because, you know, this this is about uh, people starting up and, and doing their businesses. Uh, also, the, the scams and the rug pulls and just everyday investors. I mean, look, I, I've sat down with people uh, with, with startups or businesses trying to uh, get some seed funding, right? That's, that's a tough thing. Or you go and talk to an investor. The, the biggest thing to get people to move is how many customers do you have? How much money are you making, right? And I think uh, if you're looking at investing into a crypto project, that's not everything, right? Don't get me wrong. But it, it, if you're looking at it from, uh, you know, listen, I'm not here to, to uh, buy into your, your dreams and the, and the hype and the whatever. If I can throw fuel on the fire and help this grow and you make money and I make money, right? That's really what, if you go to an investment bank or something, right? That's kind of what they're interested in is what do you have that's working that I can 
propel to go further with my connections or my money or my whatever. Right. And I think even just as a small investor, we should have that same mindset as we're going into a crypto as well, not just the hype. No, 100 percent, man. Gentlemen, I need to bow out of here. So it has yeah, been man, an absolutely. absolute pleasure and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, I really appreciate you having me on, man. Can't wait. Can't wait till the next one. But thank you, thank you for having me. It's been fun, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, while we got David on here, uh, I wanted to talk a little, just a little bit about about some 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 of the e gaming side of things, man. Like like, where is this headed? Because I I see e gaming, esports. You know, it's it, I see this as being this this very very big part of of the crypto space eventually. Uh, I know it's it's kind of small because you know you, right now a lot of projects are just building their games and stuff like that. But like, where do you see this in the future? I I, I think when you look at this, people I think often mistake it. I'm going to point this out real simply. Why would you do? Why would you today do an advertisement in the NBA for your coin? Because even though your coin has nothing to do with the NBA, it's the audience that is currently watching it. And you're hoping that that audience, some of that audience buys crypto. That's how you look at gaming and esports. That's why nobody in crypto is clicking, not no, but very few are clicking it together. Well, I don't, you don't have to understand anything about gaming. You have to understand that I have an audience of 35 and under, and we have the number one college esports news show and a couple of shows. That that's the that's the audience, right? I think I think that's the big thing. And if you understand that, then the reality is it's huge because kids are gonna keep playing video games. So it's an everlasting client, just like Disney is, right? When you talk about businesses, it's the experience. And why does Disney work? Because all of us got to watch Disney, maybe like when I was a kid watching with my sister, and then I get to watch it with my niece later on, right? That, that emotional connection. And I think with gaming, it's about viewership time. You know, I put together, I, I got involved in the Super Bowl commercial with Planners Peanuts, and that was a 2019 one with Alice Rodriguez and Charlie Sheen. I was fortunate with Gary Vee, and we're fortunate to put in uh, 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 phase apex into there. The guy was there for one second, and you know what the difference was? He had more engagement than Aaron and Charlie Sheen combined. You want to know why? Because this is what people watch. So the fact that you're not even targeting that market, let's think about crypto NFT companies. I know we're not with gaming. Seventy percent of people that buy this are Asian. Nobody targets Asian in the U.S. Are you out of your flipping mind? Seventy percent are Asian, and out of seventy percent. 60% play games and your target market was never those guys. That's why the markets are so small because there wasn't that thought process of really understanding the global level of business. And when I that game, so gaming now, when I'm sitting there and I, if I want to do the NFL, what's the problem? I got to fly 53 guys plus the whole entire team to do a game. That's good to play a game. That's going to take two weeks, right? To only play one game or I can play against anybody with no blackouts and no issues, 24 days, seven days a week in China. And always be on TV nonstop. By the time the NFL gets to where it is, not two weeks, how many hours and time and viewers and streamers have already learned that brand? And that's why we're in gaming. We're not in gaming because it's a, it's just a simple sense of playing video games and esports. That has nothing to do with anything. What it has to do with is how do you move and activate thought? That's what we have our, our, our esports entertainment media company. That's why we work with brands like DeLorean and NASCAR and, and some of the biggest brands in the world because – we understand that pedigree, right? And if it's a really great project, then the games can go international, right? And I think when you look about gaming, how big it is, dude, if you're not in gaming, 
you're out of your freaking mind. It's 30 and under. I mean, why wouldn't you target the audience that has the most money? That's going to have money. Your boomers are dying and they ain't yeah. buying your stuff, man. The Gen X's, which is me, are barely buying it. And the millennials are confused at the time, which means everyone else is going to buy it. <laughs> out of here man you don't need to pay me to tell you that no. but i shoot it straight and that's why i don't speak in a lot of places because it's, it's a very honest truth answer uh, because, but the thing is once it's fixed it's easy and i think that's where the reality is the product don't necessarily have to be when i look at it as two-dimensional when you look at crypto and the transactory it could be three-dimensional where the coin itself doesn't just have one value in one in, in just your space the coin has the same value with other cryptos. You know what that's called? That's called the U.S. dollar, buddies. The same conceptual concept. So my crypto can go to your crypto and I have an exchange that is running it through. But your crypto's use with my crypto use can be used at our utilities together. Doesn't that add more utilities and more credibility? And what does that also do? More compliance. Because unless both companies are trying to scheme, ain't going to work that way. That's why I talk about the merger and acquisition market. When people talk about that, yes, it's working together, but if from an insider point of view, we're looking at this and saying this is going to work. The other thing that drives me absolutely crazy is you talk about gaming and the markets that they're in. It's literally the whole freaking world that plays. Right? Yeah. Eight hours of nonstop viewing time of a product. Eight hours. Streamers are going over and over again. I have a kid right now, Mark Anthony. G Fuel, big gamer, right? Sitting there shooting it through. He has 9,000 followers on Instagram, 100,000 followers on Twitch. Drink G Fuel every single day to get his own, his own flavor. It didn't matter that he was on the spectrum. It didn't matter that he has Asperger's. The kid is 21 following his freaking dream. And the kid can do six figures of sales of products because when he's putting it out there, he's streaming and gaming four to five hours. When you're hiring someone like, a big celebrity as a one-time thing, they're not talking about it afterwards. You want to know if, you, if they got paid? Do they talk about it afterwards? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's common sense. And that's not for me to be rude. It's because the educational has to happen. <clears throat> but if you guy those together, man, and gaming and, and this, and you hit those target markets, you win. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I, it is it just it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you target that age group, you win. Yeah, and I, I kind of hit I kind of hit on that earlier when I you know I was talking about uh, that this uh, project reached out to me and they were like they were like yeah you know uh, yeah we we'd like to have you but you know we don't want to pay you know what what you're paying you know and I hey WWC is LLC I run this as a business I conduct this as a business so you know what I mean and and everything I take in I I my computers cost money. All this stuff costs money. You know, I, I, sp I put out a lot of money to, to do what I do. And, and I actually enjoy this a lot. But uh, because of that, I do take in, you know, what I'm saying some 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 income from that. And, you know, they didn't want to pay my rate. And I'm very, very cheap for the most part. And they were like, well, uh, we got this. Uh, we got this, this. These we got these two artists that are, you know, have, you know, they got, you know, 2.4, I think it was like 2.4 million followers or something like that. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. I mean, I said, that's, that actually sounds pretty exciting. And I said, you know, do they have any like background in crypto? Like, like who's their, who's their audience? And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like 13 year old. They make music and stuff for like kids. You know, it's like, well, 
what what are you doing? Your your NFT project and you who are you selling to? <laughs> like what what that doesn't make sense, you know. And that's one of the things is people don't understand that you know followers followers and subscribers does not equate to uh, investors. And especially when you're invest when you know your product isn't reaching your target audience. And it's like you have somebody to even I even pit, you know, told them for free. I was like, you know what? Here's what you need to do. You need to do, 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 do. And, you know, to if you want to and talk to these other people. Didn't happen. And it's that they still have this project still has no following. They've been out for years, has zero following. Uh, I think one of their only subscribers is me. <laughs> and, you know, it's like. It's like you, you know when when you when you think that you know everything and you know you you've ran other businesses but crypto is not your other businesses. You have to conduct yourself in a, a different way in this space, and you know you have to learn know how to navigate these waters. And it, it it's just it, it's crazy how people don't listen to reason and then they wonder why they're failing. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So, um, yeah, uh, I, man, uh, this is a great talk. <laughs> um, kind of been on pay the man his rates. That's what we're trying. To say. I, I didn't want to keep yeah. talking because I, I had just talked. I was waiting for Tim, but I, I'll tell you, I'm going to do with this: pay the man his rates. And here's the reality of it, dude. They need you to make it work. That's the truth. Yeah. And I didn't get to where I got as to get to where we're going right now. To not have my rates paid because my, I'm worth that value. We, I literally have a tracker <laughs> that when in an hour where I, if I join a company, how much it goes high. And I look at my rates and I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding me. You literally got to freaking X, right? Because that's a researching who I am and going from there. And the thing that really matters is, but you got to pay for it. And if you can't do that and, and make it work, then you just have an idea. Yeah. And, the, and that's a big problem. You know, that's a big, big problem. And I think. I think when you're working with people that are credible like yourself and Tim and Cameron or me and you, uh, you know, people do what they do and they get to where they got. You don't go to your doctor and go, hey, man, I'll give you a share of my company if uh, you give me free health care. I mean, come on, dude. I wish. But no. <laughs> I've been throwing away free crypto crappy companies all day long for free health care. I mean, come on. It's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? So it's just the common sense of real life. So that's all I'm trying to say. Pay the man his rates and I'm done yeah. talking. So. Yeah, you know, especially when you've been out for a year, you have zero following. So basically, I'm starting from scratch. There's no, there's no any, any kind of excitement from a launch, and it's just it's it's extra work, it's extra grind. People, people do not understand how hard. And you know, I I don't stream, and I don't you know I don't do a whole lot. I don't do as much as other people do. You know what I'm saying? Because I do have a life outside of crypto and, you know, I do what I want to do when I want to do it because this is fun to me. I love coming on here. I'll shoot the shit all day long, you know, but, you know, it's one of those things like when, when you want me to represent your company and I have to put in that extra work. Basically, I'm putting in overtime to even get you 100 followers. You know what I'm saying? They don't understand Bro, that how hard it, it is. Ow. If I gotta explain it, I'm already out. Like if I have <laughs> you, you hit me up. I have my value. I'm already out, dude. Like this doesn't make any sense. You play me, and if you're trying to play me, you're gonna play everyone else, and you have to play me. Yeah. You can clip it, edit it, retweet it, size it all over again. But that's all. I'll, I'll, everybody here probably feels, and that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, and, and, you know, and, you know, not, not to, when, when people are charged an absurd amount of money to, to basically do this, um, uh, it doesn't do the projects any good. And I don't, you know, I don't hit nobody over. I think the most I've ever charged was think a thousand dollars for a month of work. And that is cheap considering the amount of work that I put in for that whole month. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, there's people making tenfold, 20 fold that, you know, and and maybe do a couple videos. You know what I mean? And it's just when, when you when you tell somebody, hey, you know what, this is what I'm working. Basically, that's I charge what I charge to basically to pay my stream yard bills, to pay my, you know, my my computer equipment to, you know, all this stuff. Actually, part of my electric bill, you know, what I'm saying? all that stuff goes into account when, you know, when, when, you know, I say, Hey, this is my rate. And I basically, I, for the most part, I do more than what I, uh, than what's required of me. And even then a lot of what I take in actually goes to links because links, uh, we don't have a token. We don't have an NFT. You know, we, that, that, we were wanting to change the space in a different way. And as far as, you know, um, we want it to be that competition to CMC, and to stop the whole thing of of these these underground people filling out this free application for you for five grand, you know what I'm mm. saying and stuff. Like we wanted to get rid of that because it's ridiculous. Because a lot of a lot of projects they they empty their marketing wallet to get on CMC and it's not even necessary. And a lot of the times <laughs> they end up getting kicked off of CMC because they don't meet the volume requirements. You know, somebody filled out an application and created a bot for them to kind of look like make it look like that volume is there. And then once that bot is done, they the services are paid for and done and over with. They get booted off of CMC. You know what I'm saying? So we wanted to be the opposite of that. We wanted to be a place where you pay, everybody pays the same fee. There is no underground. There is no backyard person to talk to. You talking to me. <laughs> and that's it. You know, and I research all of my, all the projects that, that come on, you know, in, in a year of, of links being in operation, we have zero listed rug pulls. Zero. Because I do my research because I, you know, like we were just talking about the links name, We I want to have associated with credibility honesty and transparency and if if i jeopardize that because some and there's there's been a lot of projects i've turned down that have come and they was like hey i'll give you five grand listless no absolutely not i'll, I'll go look and like oh well well you just sent 20 percent of the supply to, to these four different wallets before you even launched or what's up with that you know and, and as soon as you start asking questions then they disappear and it's like ah dummy i'm not stupid you know <laughs> i know what's going on here you know i see the same stuff over and over and over you know and it's just one of those things it's like you gotta you gotta learn you gotta change the, the space one way or another uh, we got yeah. So I mean, I, no, I just keep on. <laughs> but 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 no, because you're 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 being the change that we all want to see. Because um, that's exactly it. Because listen, I know a little bit about the CMC stuff, and five thousand dollars is a good is a good price. I've seen yeah. twenty five thousand dollars. Right. I, I mean, I, I I was a part of a project that got ripped for sixteen thousand dollars. Right. And you know what they end up doing? is you, you send the check for, well, not check, but you send the Ethereum over for 25,000. They take that, they buy your token right before they launch it. It starts pumping because they're starting the pump. Everyone gets in, it's hype, and then they dump on you. So they get you from both ends. I mean, like this, this stuff is wild and crazy, but that type of integrity, uh, you know, that's, that's 
how it changes, right? Because they're selling out. That's not long lasting. I mean, go look at them yeah. now, right? Um, no one's paying twenty five thousand to get on CMC right now. I mean, that's not happening. Um, and, and and that's that's one of many many examples. And it's the same thing. I mean, you, these YouTube videos were going for for a pretty penny, and I'm looking and I'm saying, you're you're getting you're not even getting you know triple digit views. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your views have to have more digits than the bill, right? Like yeah. we have to, we have to agree upon that at least, but, <laughs> but no, with, with real people, it's worth paying, paying the price, pay the rate when it's worth it. Right. Um, but it was eat, eaten was a little too good for a little bit. Um, but no, I really, I, I think that that's about it. Right. It, it's, it's honesty, it's integrity. It's putting out something that that's real running, running what you do as a business instead of a, a project, right? Yeah. Um, so no, I, I think that that's it, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I just, you know, it's, it, it's, it's hard because like I said, we were just talking about the grind or whatnot, man, but getting people to understand what links is and what it's trying to represent is, is hard. It's tough, especially when you tell them, Hey, we don't have a token. Oh, well, why do I want to pay attention to that? Oh, well, you know, all right, well, you know, just, I, 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 it, it, it's tough getting people to understand what links is and what it represents. You know, when you have something where you can go to, you can add all of your wallets with, with zero risk and security because you're not, you're just copy and pasting your wallet address into this. You can view your whole entire portfolio. You save yourself so much time just viewing your whole portfolio into one in, in, in one little app instead of going to 20 different apps, you know, it, it's, it saves you so much time and, and it's just, People don't understand that. And then when you're talking to these devs and they're like, oh, well, uh, 2000 users, that's not a, that's not enough exposure. You got 50 holders. <laughs> I mean, come on, man, be, re be real about this. I mean, you know, even, even the 20,000 users that we are, excuse me, 2000 users that we do have, most of them, I guarantee you three quarter of them have never even heard your name, let alone, let alone your project. You know what I'm saying? And them having a little bit of eyes, because like I say, links represents and links stands for transparency. And we're trying to keep that 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 image. You know what I'm saying? Some place, some place people can have can, can look to and be like, oh, they listed on links. They you know, we know the team does their research on these projects. Hey, let's take a look at this project. They may not even invest, but somebody can look at it and, and from a reputable source. You know, and and people not understand that they're like, oh, that's, that's not enough exposure. Uh, uh, you know, but I'm gonna go spend 5k on CMC for for a, two days of pump and then dump, and and then your project's wrecked. And the next month, you're talking about, oh, my mental health is 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 waning. And <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, I, wanna, I tried. I want to give props yeah. to uh to the links the links dev right there because uh few people may know this, but the Lynx dev is also our CTO over here at Para. Yes, so, yes. Spencer uh, so is awesome. Ahead. He's he's an awesome guy. But no, listen, uh, I mean, you know, I do operations. I'm not I'm not a marketing guy, but I'll tell you, it makes more sense to get in front of 2000 people that are my tar target audience than 20 yeah. million people that have nothing to do with my my audience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got this. I got this crypto project that uh. Uh, and, and I'm going to some guy that, that does food com commercials for a living. It's like, 
I don't know. It don't make sense. But hey, look, hey, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I know I continue to ramble and stuff like that, but I really appreciate. It. I appreciate your time and your energy. You know, uh, for these streams, man. Um, uh, I try to do these. Uh, I, I try to do one one a month, just different topics and stuff like that, because I like to get different opinions on different topics. And and a lot of the stuff that we talk about isn't talked about enough. Either that or, you know, you know, you go into a Twitter space and you try to offer your input. And just because you don't have 10,000 followers, then you don't get called up when you even when you have relevant information to give. You know, <laughs> it's, it's I don't know, man, it's, it's the, the space is amazing. But uh, at the same time, I, I try to keep it fun. Um, I try to keep it chill and cool. That's why I bring bring people that, you know, have something to offer for e e the different topics that we have. And, you know, we usually have a good time and stuff like that. But, yeah, like I say, man, I really appreciate you guys for coming on. I appreciate your time and energy. Um, I appreciate everybody that, that is watching. Thank you all. Uh, you. This has really been fun. Um, like I say, we will do this again uh, some other time. With that being said, if you haven't already, uh, do me a favor shoot me a sub i'd really appreciate it and um we will see you next time even when you feel low you can still go even when you feel slow you can still go even when there's no hope you can still go i never answered a no man i still go 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 A lot of fill every single day. I'll be making moves till I'm buried in my grave. Through the system, I don't wanna be a slave. I've been doing shit.